Welcome to Annie Bros episode 153. Today the bros are back from the dead with a modern recording. We talk about what we've been up to during the summer of 2022, which includes a little bit of anime. So choose a sand wedge and get out of that bunker because it's time for Annie Bros. So, uh, well, welcome to Annie Bros. Once again, despite all odds, <laughs> despite our best efforts, we're here once again <laughs> to record another podcast. Um, it's only been a cool five months don't, don't say it. Oh. since we <laughs> last met. And um, yeah, I feel like uh, nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing ever changes. They just forgot to plug us back in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's like a Furby, you know, that like <laughs> lost its battery, but the little coin cell battery was still there, so it remembered everything. <laughs> <laughs> you just like put the batteries back in, like, oh hey. I taught this I'm just this taught this one a curse word. <laughs> I'm just imagining us uh you know, in some derelict spaceship floating out in the middle of nowhere. And like someone walks in and is just like, boy, I hope there's something good here. And it's us. Then <laughs> <laughs> they just turn it back off. Yeah. They're like, uh, <laughs> we didn't find nothing. Scrub the logs. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> this is, uh, this is Kenny. Yep. At Sakoku underscore Otaku on Twitter. Yeah, uh, this is Laban at uh, Laban Voth on Twitter. Um, yeah, so it has actually been quite a while since the last it time has. we've met. Uh, like an embarrassingly so amount. This might be the longest gap we've ever had. Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, I mean, there's not bad reasons for it. <laughs> there's a lot's been going on. Um, but yeah, this was long overdue, and I'm glad that we're we're back in the the thick of it. Uh, especially at that this incredibly important moment in uh, Japanese history, <laughs> where a white guy tweeted out five lessons he learned while studying abroad there, <laughs> which will which will date this in the the perfect uh, Japan Twitter discourse world uh, for like five people. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> there was this some guy on Twitter was like uh, had the, had one of those threads where he's like. I studied abroad abroad in Japan once, and I learned these ten lessons. Is this like a meme? Twitter. Something going around? No, the, a dude legit like had a a Twitter thread about like wabi sabi and ichigo ichie and like or ichie ichigo, um, and like uh, wa, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just like it's that uh, I sent you that that uh tweet that was somebody was like oh yeah i, I lived in japan i i learned the the like art of of wanting to live you know ikiru <laughs> like, <laughs> the way of living um yeah so um it has been a while uh, this the summer is uh passing us like the years of our youth and uh it's a well this is a great opportunity to catch up and so I'm super curious. I know that you've been up to a lot of adventures. Um, and I, it'd be kind of fun to do like a smash cut of like what, a, 
What were the fun things from your summer? <laughs> yeah, summertime. I did the most Japanese summer TM that I could possibly do in a semi-post, but not quite post-pandemic time that we find ourselves in. Um, it was so. Let, let's see. It's it's. I'm not. We're not joking around when it's been a while. Like, uh, like as of recording this, I have to like compartmentalize and think of all the things I've done for like the last five five months and be like, when was I? I was really excited about something that I told you four to five months ago, and now I gotta like remember all these things. Yeah. But the but summertime stuff, you know, it's still summer, so it's not that that bad. Um, I went to a fireworks display. Uh, which was my first time doing a, f- it wasn't okay. So it wasn't a festival technically. Okay. I wish it was because yeah. I wanted to. Okay. Uh, I was told that it would not be a festival. So we should not bring our yukata. Mm. And I was very sad about this. And then upon arrival, half the people were wearing yukata. Ooh. I was very, very sad about this fact. Uh, what happened was we went to um, my wife's friend's house. Mm-hmm. She recently got married. And so we went to go visit them and stay over at their place. And they live in Nagoya and they have a big fireworks f- festival there every year. And it had been canceled because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So this was the first time in two years that they're doing it again. But. They weren't allowing, they weren't like doing the real festival start uh, back up. Okay. They, they were only doing the fireworks. So you weren't supposed to, well, I don't know about weren't supposed to, yeah. but they weren't having like, they weren't, weren't having food vendors gotcha. and they were having like a t- ticketed entrance to keep the people low and all this. Um, so the husband of my wife's friend works at this big, massive corporation, <laughs> like mm. super mega corporation. And they uh, sponsor this. Their company sponsors this show every. every Gotcha. That's awesome. So he gets like premium tickets, and we got to sit right up front. So yeah, before we like left for there, I'm like, is this gonna be a real festival? Can should we bring Yukata? Like, because I really want to do that. Because I haven't gotten my summertime fun time, like super weeb summer yet. (laughs) I I moved here, and I haven't got to experience this yet, and I want to. Yeah. And as a foreigner, you brought the pandemic with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I, that was my argument. And I was told like, well, probably not. They said it's not a festival. And they said like, mm. it's just the fireworks. So probably no. I'm like, yeah, all right, fair. And then um, it was, I was lied to. Damn. <laughs> That's rough. And I was like, I could have totally, look at all these, you got to people. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah, it that's. Uh, it would have been good too because it was very, very hot. It was like oh, the hottest yeah. day ever. Yeah, I bet it was like forty C or something. Ooh, which is like, I don't know. I don't know the. It's a lot. It's no it's people a... need to catch up with us. The the metric system for for heat is way better, or Celsius is way better. Uh, Fahrenheit is just <laughs> dumb. Well, um, sh- that's fine. Sure, I, it is dumb, but I don't really care which one we use. I can't do the conversion. I didn't learn yeah. how to convert it. I learned this number feels like this mm-hmm. sensation. So yep. I know which ones both feels like, but I don't know like what yeah, how to convert it using math. 
but even uh i i refuse to switch back to fahrenheit because it's like no i've learned this the rest of the world does it like this uh zero is freezing that's way better than like negative 32 or whatever the heck sure. freezing is in fahrenheit um it's technically not it's, the metric system it's just it's i know it's yeah but... whatever uh it's 22 degrees right now in uh i think it's like Portland, 20 oregon i think it's like 28 right now it's been like hovering around 30 yeah still freaking hot it's really yeah you're you're definitely not out of it yet um godspeed godspeed into <laughs> september man <laughs> it's almost it's almost over i can't wait they yeah. started like taunting us oh this is a tangent but they started taunting us with like <laughs> uh so, <laughs> all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go full tangent we do it we order food from a co-op and yeah. so they comes like weekly grocery delivery Mm-hmm. and they send us the catalog to what to uh like what to order for next week mm-hmm. and this and today we were doing that before this podcast recording and they're starting to advertise odin and i'm like no no it's too it's like so hot outside <laughs> and there was like a little stamp and like a little blurb next to it being like you can eat it cold <laughs> I'm like fuck you no you can't <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah uh man i shouldn't have went on the tangent yeah. because now i can't remember what i was talking about no it's all good but you talking about the firework festival um you did send some photos um i think that's we just stick a flag in that because i think it, you've been doing something very interesting um in how you uh engage with the internet um but the photos you took are uh, amazing and we should maybe add one to the show notes um like the you you have like the ramune bottle in front of the fireworks, right? Yeah, I took. I'm very, very proud of that photo, and I got mo- mobbed by not mobbed, but everyone who saw me take the photo was just like, "Whoa, Isashina!" <laughs> <laughs> like, nice. Like, yeah, it's pretty Isashina to omoimasu. Is how I thought about that. So, um, yeah, I took a really good picture. I'll post it in the thing. Uh, so that was the day one. The next day. We just kind of day drank and hung out. As one does. Um, and then we did fireworks, like, uh, you know, handheld fireworks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, as well. So, you know, Japanese summer thing. Yeah. Uh, from there, we left um, the, our friend's house and just Kaori and I went to Universal Studio Japan. Mm-hmm. There we go. So then we went there for a day that was you know another summertime thing uh i feel like i'm forgetting something there's another summery thing we did i'm trying to remember i've been living vicariously through you uh as i as uh i hit like a terminal distance from the last time i was in japan (laughs) um i'm starting to like really jones a return you gotta Um, come back yeah um i remember universal studios japan um have you been to universal studios in the u.s nope that was this is my first time being at a universal studios in general have have you have you done an amusement park in the u.s oh yeah 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 i've been to six flags and i've been to disneyland yeah so yeah but i've never been to like universal studios branded thing Hmm. uh it, it was really fun like i had a really good time there was it was freaking hot it was so hot oh my god (laughs) like i can't believe like how hot it was (laughs) so Mm -hmm. 
I had to go like we constantly were like this sucks like let's duck into a gift shop and just stand in here for a minute because it's too cool yeah. or like ride a dark ride for a minute because it's it's cool in a line <laughs> uh yeah so i it was cool they had a, a new they have a new thing called the super mario world mm. which was we didn't really get to experience that because they mm. do a queue system so when you get inside the park uh. You have to sign up for your time to go over there into their, into the, the, so the Harry Potter world and the Super Mario world are like exclusioned. Yeah. So you have to sign up for this thing and get a ticket and it'll let you come in at a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. or a certain time period of the day. So we planned our day around leaving the park at like five or six or something and then getting on the bullet train back to Tokyo. So mm-hmm. the only time we could sign up for to get into the Super Mario World was like, like it would make it so we only had an hour in uh, the place, and none of the rides had a wait time less than an hour. So we <laughs> so we went into the Super Mario World and like mm-hmm. looked at the scenery, and we 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 got in line for something because we're like maybe it'll be a little bit faster, <laughs> and if it not, we'll just get out of line and leave. But yeah, uh, it happened to be not faster so we had uh, to bummer. get out we just stood in line in for <laughs> like your purpose like in 60 minutes just to leave and i was like this kind of sucks because we were about halfway through i'm like oh we're getting close uh, but we that's a bummer we have to go now did you have reserve seats on the bullet train back yep uh, So yeah all we need to do is just make to. sure we got to the station and because you know usj is like kind of far out you know yeah. so it's in osaka and it's sort of out by the I don't know, like the docks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's out in like a bad air, like not bad, but uh, <laughs> it's out like in, it's not in a city or near a city. It's, it's out right. by like shipping lanes and, you know. Yeah, like... no, <laughs> with the exception of Tivoli in the middle of Copenhagen, I don't think any amusement park is in, in a convenient location anywhere. Um, Cause like Disney world is way out in the middle of nowhere. Uh it makes sense. Like that's where you're gonna f- yeah. be able to like find a build, big, build a big yeah. massive thing for the cheapest, cheapest possible. So yeah, it makes sense. Uh, and the train goes directly to it. It's actually not distance wise very far from the city. It just mm. is out by yeah cranes and docks and ships and stuff. So you're like out, out in the yeah no man's land. What, what yeah, it's like it's like a Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, they just stick it in in a place no one ever wants to go to, Chiba, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. Um, I do. I remember you have a friend that does brewing, right? Yes. And you were you went to something up in Sendai, I recall. Yes. As I'm. This is before so, okay, so this is before the fireworks. This was in spring oh, okay. springtime. Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you brought that up. I'm like, oh, I don't think I even talked about that since <laughs> uh yeah, okay, so let's rewind the clock. Let's do this, let's yep. do a Tarantino style jumbling up of the narrative. <laughs> uh, uh so yeah, in the spring time we went up to Kisanuma, which was a mm. I probably never talked about this on the podcast before, but uh the town of Kesanuma was especially destroyed by the tsunami in 2011. Mm-hmm. So it got just like super washed away and devastated. So then after that, they 
set up this kind of government initiative. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't really know the details of the initiative, but some kind of subsidy mm-hmm. to make new business flourish in the area after the rebuild. And my coworker from Portland uh, at my office, uh, he, him and his wife both work at my company or worked at my company at the time and mm-hmm. they are really into japan and they were involved in like the sister city partnership between oh nice. sapporo and portland so they like basically huge weebs who don't watch anime <laughs> 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 basically they're like imagine weebs who don't really care about anime they're older people but they're really like they're like this quintessential like japanophile kind of people yeah yeah they're they're a classic uh i it's the, it'd be the unfair classification but way back in the day um we would call them orientalists but uh, i think japanophile is a much better update uh for it <laughs> yeah same i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't call them orientalists because yeah. <laughs> they're they're i mean uh, aside from like just like the problematic use of that word yeah, yeah. it's like um <laughs> it's it's not so it's not that brazen it's they're much more respectful than like just just a surface level like i love japan because japan it's not that like that but anyway anyway, gotcha the point is that they were given the opportunity due to their connections to be like hey Mm -hmm. uh the my friend always wanted to brew beer he brewed a lot of homebrew like yeah like a lot so he always had huge amounts of beer and he was thinking about getting into brewing and like quitting his job and getting into brewing and the opportunity arose to like start a brewery in Kesanuma uh with the help of some like invest investors and people that get him off the ground and mm-hmm. so he's like all right why don't we just move to japan and do that so they quit their high paying jobs and moved to rural japan next to the That's sea awesome. <laughs> to start brewing beer and so uh now that i'm here i go up and see them I've been we've been there twice and we're planning another trip um, in October, actually, because they're doing a big Oktoberfest. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I was there this last time was they planned a big spring fest and they had like a huge outdoor space where there's food vendors and beer and a stage with music. It was really awesome. That was the first like post-pandemic kind of thing nice. that i've been to so it was like a big event with st- people doing stuff and i was like oh i forgot what it's like to be in the public this is great yeah that's <laughs> awesome yeah i remember um you sent a lot of photos and i was like oh this looks this looks like so much fun it was um we had done we had gone to like a food festival once um in a nearby city that was um this like traveling basically it was like a local food fair competition or like fair as in like types of food and so um the different the different cities would show up with their like specialty dish and you got tickets to go and try them and then you would vote this is in japan um yeah where was that i'm going to that that sounds awesome uh it was in chiba it was in um well see you said no one wants to go to chiba but you've just contradicted yourself a lot of people go to the coast in Chiba to, to surf. Um, so there's this place called Katsuura uh, on the... It's kind of like a southern southeast tip-ish of Chiba. Like in the middle of like... Chiba is supposed to look like this this red, not a dog, but it kind of looks like a dog and it, it's right on his butt. 
Okay. Um, but there's like a big harbor there, and they do a food festival, Katsura. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, it was it was good times for sure. Um, had some really good ramen. There's this thing called Katsura Tantan Man, which is a version of Tantan noodles, like the spicy Chinese noodles, but done in a ramen style. Yeah. Um, it's very big there, super spicy, like actual spicy. Like sometimes you have to quantify qualify things in Japan where it's like. It's it's spicy by Japanese standards, which is like just slightly worse than like pepper to a, a terminally white individual. Um, but like katsura tantan men is legit spicy. I was sweating uh, profusely. I think spicy food is starting to get more prevalent here. Oh yeah. <clears throat> like sometimes, what I've noticed is you have to judge based on the age of the proprietors of the shop. If it's old Japanese people. It's not going to be spicy, mm-hmm. but if it's young people, it could could be spicy, and if it's like uh, some non Japanese food, it's probably going to be spicy. <laughs> so like if you yeah. you know you got a Thai food, it's going to be spicy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very fair. Um, but you can you can make things pretty spicy here, and I'm like I I thought it was going to be like oh man, how do we get spicy food in Japan? But don't worry. It's definitely possible. Nice. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, there's some good like cross-pollination happening where they're, they're, it is becoming a little easier. We struggled a bit, a bit sometimes to find like... We were just in a bit of a food desert where if it, if it wasn't like Japanese food, um, we had to travel quite a, quite a bit of a ways to get like Indian food that was really good. Well, this is, this is why I, you just cook it yourself. I got, I've gotten really good go. at cooking Mexican food. And mm, so nice. much to the point, this is like a little bit of a brag on myself, but we went to, uh, uh, so my wife's parents' house, which their city, well, I don't know about the yeah. whole city, but their nearby grocery stores don't have any foreign food whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> so it's just like, I mean, it's a normal grocery store, but it's all like prepackaged and pre-assumed that you're going to be making yeah some japanese dish with this food so we were able and i was able to make like tacos like legit tacos using all the oh nice all the ingredients found at a regular grocery store and i was like you know what awesome this is possible we can nice you can do it you can do it you don't need a special grocery store yeah did you hand make the tortillas yes nice yeah kauri's been doing that and she's getting really good at it so we basically eat mexican food a lot <laughs> here which is the one thing that you can't find as easily in tokyo it's yeah. not that bad you can you can but, find it yeah but it is um it was a struggle sometimes to like things get lost in translation a lot um i have this super distinct memory of waiting in a doctor's office for an appointment and they just had like daytime tv running and it was a cooking show and i was like oh cool and they're like we're gonna make tacos i'm like okay i'll watch this uh and they proceeded to make spring rolls um and then just called them tacos like they literally they even did i've probably told this story like a million times um but they so they they made like latin inspired spring rolls where like maybe they use some like equivalent of a taco seasoning for like some ground beef but what they ultimately ended up doing was like using the like wonton wrappers uh and rolling a spring roll <laughs> frying it and then cutting it in half and serving it with a dipping sauce and like tacos 
And I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> that's not a taco. It probably tasted um, good, but it's not. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Which I have a I have a business idea. Um, and I, I imagine someone else is already doing it. But well, go ahead and um, tell everyone. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why I'm I'm here. Um, so I'd like to pitch to the sharks. Uh, I just want to take like HelloFresh uh, and just take it to Japan. That, that's the idea. Um, so that's, wait, th that's the one. Okay, so that's someone like just who one has, of those. I don't live there. I don't know. Sorry. All these. So um, we. It's like one of the the many different like we. They send you the ingredients and you cook it. It's like a blue um, apron kind of thing. Like a blue apron, exactly. I think we have that. I'm pretty sure that exists. It wouldn't surprise me. But the funny thing. Like the thing that always amuses me, because we we get like two meals a week, um, and it just helps like break up the monotony. Um, and I like I like the variety it asks me to cook. Um, but sometimes we'll get something where it's like, what did we get the other day? We got um, I had a it was like a perfect example of this. But they'll like say it's like some type of um, some culture's cuisine, but then you you make it and you're just like, this is just this is just meat over rice. <laughs> like, um, damn, I wish I had a, such a great example. Oh, it was um, uh, Mexican street corn. Okay. Flatbread. So it was, they called it, um, what is that stuff called? This is, this is great content. Um, there's, <laughs> there's this type of, uh, in Mexico, there's this type of like, street food that you can get that's like corn covered in um like mayo and uh cotija cheese and like spices and whatnot um and it's very distinct and you can get it a, a lot of places here in oregon um and so they called it that this was like you know mexican street corn inspired flatbread and it was like it didn't come with cotija cheese. It came with like mozzarella. They could have just like, like just been like, this is just a, you know, a cornbread, a corn pizza. Like totally, they didn't need to like spice it up with some like exotic name. But then I was sitting there thinking, I was just like, this would sell like gangbusters in Japan because they would never know. And they would just feel uh, so like exotic doing the cooking. Um, and so I was literally like, find me the yeah. number of the CEO of HelloFresh. <laughs> I have an idea. I, I'm sure we have this. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all because there's such great like grocery delivery and and like the co-op you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I'm I'm blanking on the name of it, but there I've seen advertised this this concept like in Japan already. So, so you're too late. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, also. I almost got tricked into thinking that was a good idea. Yeah. And then I'm just like, why do that when I can go to the grocery store and I, get everything cheaper? Yeah. The I'm cooking anyway. Right. So just go get the portion, like just choose a recipe and go get the stuff. It's the uh, planning ahead that we often fail at. And no, so no, no, no. just, just pick something, get a, like, there's like these websites where you can just say like, what should I eat tonight? And it'll, just get one and then like get the recipe go get the stuff you need treat basically treat the grocery store as your pre-made pantry <laughs> and yeah. then just go get it if no, you need I, to like think about it that way it's the same exact thing yeah, yeah i i hear you i think that uh you don't appreciate how lazy i am 
or honestly how tired I am after work. Um, the I'm, I'm I mean, starting to be in the same boat with you, though, because uh, it's been very hot here. And when they ship stuff to you, uh, they just pa they pack it in these ice packs. And in response to the heat, they've been over packing the ice. Uh, yeah. And so I'll either like throw my back out trying to lift this box that I've like, mm -hmm. I expect it to be one thing. And then it's like exponentially heavier than it should be, um, which is also crushing the produce um, uh. or like they're leaking. And sometimes the produce is bad. And so I agree with you. I totally agree with you. It's just the uh, being proactive and deciding like, oh, hey, I want to do this. Um, that For, gets a little so harder. If in my so in my mind this is probably not even logical it's just what i do mm -hmm. but in my mind if i'm doing if i'm already going to cook i would i'm just going to go get ingredients but if i'm lazy i'm just going to eat a pre-made thing yeah i hear what you're saying that's i like i like the cooking part of it and i get a i get to make a bunch of stuff that i normally wouldn't um the big hurdle for us is that um the nearest grocery store is like a very expensive grocery store. And then I'd have to get on like the highway to get to. Don't you have um, a car? I do have a car, but I don't want to do that. Aren't there drive. no tolls in America? I don't want to do that drive like every night. Well, no, not every night. You have a big American fr fridge and freezer. Just like guest up for the week. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's a pain in the butt. Like come Sunday to be like, what do I want to make the rest of the week? But I'm trying because, um, because of these issues we've been having with the produce. I'm just like, Let's just find the favorite recipes that we've had here, and I'll I will just get the ingredients myself. Yeah, just just yeah. make it. Yeah, there you go. It's just, just okay. It's the execution step. We haven't got there. It's like every time we have a conversation about like, oh hey, I have this computer issue. How can I fix this? And you're like, okay, I'm gonna send you the Soyuz manual from their their lander, and it has a great schematic for how to lay out your network topography. Just trust me. Uh, you need to learn Cyrillic. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, I hear you. I know that that ultimate product is going to be the best, but um, just send me a link to Newegg. <laughs> like, I just want to fix it. All right. Well, it's interesting <laughs> to me that that's that's your comparison. <laughs> like, because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, one way is like really easy, and one way is slightly harder. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and you're like infinitely harder in, in your comparison it's like one way is easy and one way is like growing my own <laughs> wheat that way i can create bread like no it's not that hard come on man i'm just telling I you do, go to the, yeah i'll do grocery delivery grocery delivery you don't even have to go to the store just do grocery delivery and then it's the same concept but it's still more See, economical because you're getting all your yeah. bulk produce at once yeah yeah i i'm i'm down with this it's the execution piece and i just need to um I need to try more. I like, and it sounds bad. Do have... I, I do this two nights a week as a, and the other five, I, I handle everything else, but I, I do hear you. Cause a lot of those nights are like, let's go get pizza. Or, uh, I make a really good grilled cheese. I am getting very good at grilled cheese. Parmesan crust on the outside, multiple cheeses inside. Something that I'm very happy about is that Kauri decided she wanted to start baking. Nice. And I'm like, this can only end well for me because she claims, which I still don't t fully believe, but she claims that she doesn't like bread mm. or doesn't want to eat bread a lot because she doesn't really like it. So I'm like, okay, I don't know why you're baking then. 
So then I just get to reap the rewards of more <laughs> bread. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Keep baking. <laughs> Dana would do that too. Dana is, is also an excellent baker. Um, and yeah, I'd be like, oh no, you're making a pie? Oh no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's uh, been making like straight up bread, like like nice. chocopan, like a like a loaf of bread. She oh. bought the like the metal box yeah, yeah. to bake bread in. And I'm like, this is great. Yep, keep doing that. And then she found this recipe for making um like wiener wraps. Oh yeah. Okay. Like hot dog wrap things. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best. It tastes just <laughs> like going to a bread like an actual bakery. That's awesome. And then I'm like can you make that dough, but just make it round and we'll make pizza on it? And she's like, yeah, probably that'll work. And then turns out awesome. So that's fantastic. We, we now have this like multi-purpose dough that yeah. I'm just like, can you make that dough? And I'm, I'll, I'll deal with making the thing, but yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> make the dough for me. Um, and you guys have an oven, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Of course we do. We're not, we're not some pl- plib tier. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? I, I, we get grocery delivery. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear Sorry, you. Sorry, poor people. We're better than you. Okay. <laughs> I, the uh, um, that was always our hangup is that we didn't have an oven and like, it's that's one of those uh, culture shock moments that you you can't really prepare for because it's like the an oven is so fundamental to how we cook in America that thinking like the average Japanese household doesn't have the equivalent device is it just it like breaks your brain. You're just like. But how do you cook things? And it's like, well, in you know, a range or um, yeah. all those different well, yeah, things. Like but, all yeah, like traditional Japanese things don't require it to be baked. Exactly. It's yeah. always grilled or on the stovetop in some sauce or soup or whatever. Yeah, unless you're a sweet potato. You can bake a sweet potato. Yeah, but then you got to wrap it in foil and put it in fire outside yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm lucky because like, Kaori grew up with an oven as well. Yeah. So she oh, nice. shares my sentiment and like, yeah, you need an oven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um I you mentioned something earlier, and I, I don't even think we've had a chance to talk about this, or maybe we have, but um so you mentioned that your friend had this connection to Kisanuma um through like a sister city relationship. Yep. I have joined the um Salem Kalgoy sister city group here in Oregon. Um, oh, yeah. Salem's the state capital and Kalgoy is a place in Saitama. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's Saitama's capital. No, no. Saitama's capital should be Saitama City. Yeah, it's definitely going to be Saitama Shi. Um, yeah, but I um, I have a friend that is, is on the board and they were looking for new board members and she nominated me and so I joined. Uh, That's so, awesome. Yeah, That's it's a... a it's a fascinating organization because they're about 30 years old. It was started in the 80s. Um, and I guess that makes them like 40 years old. Um, and it's the membership is all um, significantly older. <laughs> and yeah, sure. And so it's just interesting seeing, you know, you mentioned your friends kind of as a non weeb Japanophile. It is interesting seeing um, there's a different type of there's a different generation of people who had a connection to Japan that wasn't founded through pop culture. Um, yeah, it's fascinating to interact with, but it's also like, okay, we've got to inject some of the stuff that the kids need and want and crave uh, because it's not 
aka being able to go to japan yeah it's like that's what the kids want and crave right now specifically yeah <laughs> no one's selling out theaters doing kurosawa retrospectives like it's dragon ball z that's that's number one movie in america right now uh we got to reach them kids yeah well now that you're uh, injecting some youth into the, the the board of directors or whatever yeah you can um you can maybe change the organization into your own image I have to wait my turn, but I do. I want to like help attract younger energy to it because it's. Um, I mean, you you probably interacted with it somewhat because they would arrange the exchanges that came to Salem, um, and so like stuff during like the summer camps and the schools um, that, that, in the summer. Were, that, uh, with uh, so with the the university with the yeah. TIUA, yeah, oh, some okay. some of that um, they would be involved in, and so. Um, yeah, I thought it was just a, a cool opportunity to like get involved and kind of see what that's about. Um, that, that is cool. That is cool. Uh, yeah. Do you, so you need to. What you're telling me is you need to work your way into the organization and just become like a <laughs> like the chairman eventually, and then you will then. I'm I'm seeing you. I, I'm envisioning you to be like a Gendo figure in this eventually, <laughs> where you just like sort of commandeer the organization for your own selfish interest, saving humanity. Gonna reunite yeah. myself reunite myself with my dead wife and then be able to send yourself on trips to japan do because of the organization like that's what it, my ultimate what i'm and write them off here. for taxes yeah exactly maybe you can go business class either. yeah it has been apparently it has been a struggle for them through the pandemic years because normally they would arrange a bunch of like school visits back and forth um yeah. and they couldn't do that and so i think they're just a little rudderless trying to figure out what to do but now that things are opening back up it's coming back alive do people on the board get to go to Japan for like official visits sometimes? Um, I think sometimes they'll help out on exchanges. I don't think it's like really a piece of it, um, but there have been trips back and forth before. Um, nice. Yeah, I imagine. Right. I imagine I'll travel to Japan personally before any official capacity, happens. but then I would probably go to Kaogoi because I that's where I studied yeah. abroad and I've lived there for a while. Um, yeah, it's a fun way to stay connected. That's like one of the big things since we, I don't know if we touched on it. We probably didn't touch on it during the KomoriCon episode, um, but like we're, uh, we've reached a certain milestone in our age uh, where like for me, it was like a really introspective moment of like, oh, I uh, spent like, a decade of my life very focused on this one particular area and history and culture and language uh and i literally do nothing with it anymore um and so i've been like course correcting on that um it's not near me so i can't hold it up to the microphone which is <laughs> a we're on video with each other so that's a that's <laughs> the explanation there but um like i i write a journal and I write it in Japanese as a means to practice every day. Um, right. And it, that's been one of those things where it's like, I've been uh, just like, oh, how can I engage with Japan more and like keep that present? Um, right. Because like if I, it's easy being so far from it to like totally fall out of step and be like, I'm not going to watch anime for months or something like that and so it's it's good to keep it front and center and like i'll do i'll do vocab words and and stuff like that and so this was one of those things where i was just like ah oh, this is an opportunity to 
engage on that level. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. Uh, I think like watching anime or not wanting to watch anime or getting yeah. burned out on anime specifically is like it's really sad to me if that is the factor that keeps you away from like engaging with culture in general yeah yeah because be- being burned out on watching all anime all the time because you do an anime podcast shouldn't make it so you're like fucking i don't want to watch Japan <laughs> right now like that yeah those should be disconnected in my opinion no i completely agree and it's um it's also that like recognition that there are so many it's such a varied interest um and like part of the intentionality of it has been like i haven't read about japan in a very long time and so i started doing that um so i've been like picking back up on the academic side of things and um doing that because yeah it's been sometimes like you just look at a list of isekai shows and you're just like ah, uh, no, I'm out this season. Like, I'm going to take a, taking a, taking a me season. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to go watch <laughs> Gundam, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think that it's been, it's been fun in that way to like find better approaches than just kind of like forcing it as like, oh, I guess I put this time in. So I better, I better watch. So what if I'm a cucumber at the bottom of the sea? <laughs> and and I have a critical attack of a, that's one hundred percent accurate. I, that's probably a yeah. real show. I just I just breathe <laughs> it into existence. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, like anime is not the only way to engage with with Japan. Yeah. So you don't have to like definitely do something else. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's video games, and if you don't want to play those, there's like literature. You can watch Japanese TV. I recommend you don't do that, but you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this gives us a good segue. Have you been watching stuff? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> the, li- the list for the, lo- for, okay, for how long it's been since we've talked, I feel like my <laughs> list is a little bit lacking, but uh, I tried watching a couple of shows one of them, I basically don't remember anything about because it was too long ago. But I, I do remember watching. I was looking through the chart in preparation for this episode. Gotcha. Like, oh, yeah, I did watch this thing. I watched one episode of this. Uh, Deimon is what it's called. Uh, it's basically like this. Okay, I'm probably going to miss it. I have no notes about the show. I'm going purely off my recollection. It's a sweets shop in Kyoto, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And, like, this guy, Lee, he, his father is, like, you know, the proprietor of this, like, clock, yeah. like, you know, like, old-timey, really uh, prestigious oh. sweets shop. Yeah. And then, like, the son leaves, and he's like, I don't care about this. And this adopted girl, like, becomes, like, the, you know, like, the the replacement heir. Gotcha. And like she takes it really seriously and she wants to make all this this like traditional sweets. But then the son like returns for some reason and she's like battling with him, like, hey, mm. you don't you, you didn't care, but why are you here now? And I think it's like kind of comedic. I don't know. I watched the first episode and was like, mm, I could watch this. And then I probably started watching something else and totally <laughs> dropped it. Gotcha. Uh yeah, so it's I don't know. Maybe not worth even talking about. I don't really remember <laughs> much about it. 
So, but I did watch the first episode. Gotcha. Just, it sounds interesting. Good. I know it does, but I remember. I think I remember the pacing or like the just the show itself being kind of whatever. Hmm. So I don't. I don't remember why I stopped watching it, but mm-hmm. I should probably give it another try. And then I watched uh, Yof, uh, Yofukashi no Uta, mm-hmm. which it's like this kid who can't sleep, so he goes out side and just like meanders about mm. and he meets this vampire girl mm-hmm. who is like you know tsundere bait for all the boys and she takes him around and they do stuff at night and he wants to become a vampire because he hates his life mm-hmm. i guess <laughs> so the only way you can become a vampire in this world apparently is if the the vampire sucks your blood, but you have to be in love with the vampire who who does the blood sucking. Ah, uh, because she sucks his blood in the very beginning, and it's just like I just wanted to eat, so bye. And he's like, "What? <laughs> I want to hang out with you." And then you know, it's it's not that good. I feel, <laughs> but everyone loves it for some reason. It has like a seventy percent on on the any chart, and I'm like, why? But this is a recent show. Yeah, it's from this season interesting because i there's a show that's like my vampire neighbor or my neighbor vampire and i, I think it's a vampires show maybe are... a manga or like sh- like the vampire is like a total otaku um oh. <laughs> yeah that's a different show i think yeah okay because the second you started describing that i was just like i've seen this one but i think it's a common enough trope um, no this one this one is just like i thought it would be interesting mm-hmm. but it's not funny Mm. really it's just like i don't know it's just kind of chinibio and i didn't really get into it um so i stopped watching those Mm -hmm. and things i did watch in the past i watched birdie wing from oh totally yep that was great i it was not what i expected at all I, I knew it was going to be golf, and I mm-hmm. knew it was going to be so... I, I expected <laughs> sports. I expected yeah. a traditional sports show yeah. with golf being the sport. Yeah. And, and if not that, I expected leisurely club girls playing golf slowly and yeah. cutely. And that wasn't that either. <laughs> it was like... It's this like action movie kind of thing with yeah. golf, golf just being like... Just kind of being the theme. But it's like... I don't know. It's got like corruption and and betting and like the underworld, <laughs> and it's but it's golf. <laughs> it, it's really cool. Uh, I totally recommend watching it. Yeah. Even if you don't like golf, I think you'll still like it. It's. I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. So I have also seen Birdie's Wing, most of it, um, and I know the struggle. Like I'm trying to think what it most like fits um but i don't think any sports anime is like such a bait and switch of like you kind of go into it thinking um oh this is gonna be like you're gonna get the deep analysis of like major or uh one outs or something where they're gonna be like we're gonna break down everything about how this pitcher is holding the ball um and what what you get is like here's a visual metaphor of a revolver cocking and we're going to hit this ball as hard as we goddamn can. <laughs> um, and it's yeah. like, 
uh yeah you you mentioned it and i was like i gotta watch this and so i took it with me on a business trip um a plus amazing it's, it's so good i don't yeah. know how it's possible <laughs> uh, it was just really cool it's basically i don't know it's like uh it's like a 90s action movie mm-hmm. and lesbian golfers yeah that's it yeah but not like <laughs> not like i don't know not like the tropey yeah hentai kind of lesbian like just normal depictions of lesbian girls i guess yeah 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 <laughs> it's uh there's just like this uh sapphic affection that that saturates yeah, everything yeah. um but it's also That's... driven by this admiration of like this is the best golfer i've ever seen i want to play golf with her more um yeah. and the other the other person is like i didn't realize that you could play golf like this and it's really exciting for me to uh be around this type of individual and yeah because it's it's like the women's golf tournament and circuit and uh yeah yeah, it's definitely it was like i could play golf this is a conversation we've had for a long time we're entering (laughs) that that period of our life where we're just like we're going from uh our radical 20s where we're like golf courses are a waste of water to uh well they are yeah 100 (laughs) we're going to our like business professional setting of like yeah, if I played golf, I could advance my career a little faster. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But then I can now, I have a new perspective where I can be like, I don't need to care about business or anything. I can just hit the ball and, and just be good at it and be like, whatever, I don't care about this formality and pageantry at all. Yeah. And if you're good enough, people will be like, you, you should still play golf with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a um, There's a really good documentary that came out about Tiger Woods uh that is is fascinating in terms of like exploring his rise and fall um that had me thinking about watching birdie wing i was just like yeah (laughs) this fits um (laughs) yeah i i like it a lot i need to finish it it's on i made it like halfway through um oh i I thought you finished it no i only got halfway um yeah i need to pick it back up but it was one of those things where I watched it while traveling and like on some plane rides and then um where did i oh i watched it wasn't a business trip i I totally forgot that i went to hawaii uh yeah (laughs) not important not important that (laughs) filler arc we'll come back to it at the end uh because there were some cool japan related things um it being hawaii that we could talk I about also but... for- i also forgot you went to hawaii or else i would have asked you so i yeah. apologize because <laughs> i want to know about your hawaii trip as well <laughs> um, it's been too long like we haven't podcasted in forever so i forget what's new news and what's old news yeah yeah um no as a quick as a detour um sure. the listeners don't care anymore yeah they, they, <laughs> no i think they'll find this interesting um, so we went to, it was our, uh, wedding anniversary. It was our 10th wedding anniversary. Um, and, uh, so we were like, okay, I have a lot of mixed feelings about flying to Hawaii. Uh, I'll just, I'll just say that straight up uh, largely because, um, Hawaii is dealing with some drought issues and like a lot of that water is being diverted to, uh, like resorts. Uh, we didn't stay at a resort. Um, and we tried to spend local as, as much as possible. Um, but still, some some level of misgivings around that. But we had a great trip. And it was like, after two years of pandemic kind of existence, we needed a bit of like 
decompression. Um, but we went to the big island, which is Hawaii. Um, and we stayed in Kona, um, you know, where the coffee's from. Um, and we had a great time on the big island. The other major, there's like Kona and Hilo, and they're kind of on opposite sides of the island. Uh, and so we spent a day in Hilo, which has much more of the Japanese American population. Um, and we had some of the best wagashi that I've had ever. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a shop um, in Hilo called Two, Two Ladies Kitchen. Yeah. Um, and it was this place started by just two um, Japanese Americans uh, and they make wagashi. And it mm -hmm. got really popular and famous. And they sold it to someone a few years ago. I think it's still privately owned. Um, and you show up and like 20 minutes before they open, there's a line. Uh, and there's a line the entire time they're open. Um, and it the was... The most Japanese thing possible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like Gyoretsu Ogashia. Um, and yeah, got some amazing uh, Ichigo Daifuku uh, and some like strawberries wrapped in mochi um which was super nostalgic because there's a um wagashi place in ichinomiya where we lived that um has been open since edo uh and one of their famous things is uh strawberry daifuku and so that was nice um ate a lot of good poke uh, which isn't really japanese related but you know raw fish uh fantastic but yeah it was a good time it was like decompression i didn't this is the, the sad state of the uh, late stage capitalist person, but I shut my work email off entirely. Like I didn't think about my job for eight days, which nice. felt amazing. Uh, like absolutely amazing. It is nice. Yeah. Um, talked to a lot of locals, learned a lot about land trust and Kamehameha <laughs> schools and like uh, um, Paul Allen's former house. We, we went, um, this is, there's a lot of connection between Hawaii and like the Pacific Northwest. Um, so I had a hunch that we might run into, run into people that like, maybe we went to school with. We have a lot of friends that were from Hawaii, like from Hawaii that we went to school with or, um, people that just knew the Pacific Northwest. And so we went on a, uh, ocean kayak with a guide. Um, and he was like, Oh, where are you from? And we're like, well, we're from Portland. He's like, oh, I used to live in Vancouver. Uh, and we're like, oh, that's cool. And so we started talking. And he was a great. Uh, he grew up in Hawaii and then moved doing restaurant stuff over um, in um, in Thank the Pacific Northwest and Vancouver and whatnot. And then he had his own restaurants, uh, Tommy O's, which is like, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, I totally know that place. <laughs> I haven't been there, but um, it's like a famous. Hawaiian restaurant in Vancouver. Um, and we were talking and where we were uh, in Kona, we were out in the ocean and he pointed at this big estate that we saw that was like waterside. And he was like, that was Paul Allen's old house. Uh, and it's built on the old estate of King Kamehameha. And I was just like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's exemplary of how like messed up colonial oppression is. Cause it's just like this billionaire was able to just lease this land uh, and they had to move the historic structures that were there. And like, 
So he pointed at this big mansion that has like its pri- its own private alcove and like oceanfront yeah. view and whatnot. And then he pointed off to the side and there's like these like traditional stone buildings. And he's like, yeah, that's that's what's left of like King Kamehameha's estate. And I was like, that's fucked up. Um, yeah, that's pretty, that sucks. And so we did stuff like that. Um, we had we did this amazing thing where we went up um, on Mauna Kea. Maybe I'm wrong about this. We went up on a volcano, um, and there's uh, this organization that this um, Native Hawaiian guy started that's like replanting koa trees, and uh, the koa tree is like what traditional surfboards in Hawaii were made out of. A lot of traditional woodworking stuff, and so yeah. he he does these private tours on this land that his family's helped maintain and cultivate for generations. Um, And you go up and you learn about all the trees and stuff. And then you plant a tree. Uh, That was really cool to do and like see all the different stuff. Um, It was a great trip. And I watched party wings flying there and fly home. (laughs) So that's how we can bring it back in. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hawaii's great. That sounds really good. I've never been to like a tropical place like that. Yeah. The closest tropical place i've ever been to is kyushu mm-hmm. which i mean not doesn't really count i feel but kyushu to me was always like more like oregon like and it's worst humid day <laughs> like that's what kyushu was like to me um well kyushu is still pretty subtropic so yeah, you yeah. can you there's like you can grow palm trees kyushu reminds me of like southern california there's a lot of farmland in kyushu yeah, but I was like, this feels Willamette Valley-ish. Well, it's like its own thing. It always, yeah. to, to me, Japan always feels like that. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, this weather isn't really like home, but there's mountains and trees everywhere. So yeah. it kind of is like <laughs> home. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I've never been to a tropical place. Like, I mean, Hawaii, I, I kind of yeah. want to go to ok- Okinawa as well. Check it out. Mm, yeah. Speaking of colonial oppression. And I just haven't gotten there yet there's time there's there maybe. is well maybe <laughs> who knows uh but yeah i want to check that out it does seem really fun if i go to hawaii i can visit my aunt who lives in Hilo. yeah i felt bad wait she lives in hilo Shit, I yeah knew that. i knew i should have reached out um damn there were uh we had a we, we like reached out to a few of our classmates from university and like they were all on um the big island or not the big island but um oahu um and so the smaller but more important island yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but they gave us great advice and then um we got some really great advice from actually the friend that hooked me up with the sister city group um her father is from hilo Um, nice yeah hilo uh hilo was a little sketchy Uh, i'd love to talk to your aunt about it because i i think that they've suffered a bit um just in some like drug problem situation as there's not enough resources to resolve uh which seemed a little seemed a bummer because it was it wasn't the my our favorite place to walk around um just because it seemed like people weren't wow. getting the help they needed and you're from um, portland yeah yeah right. which is saying something <laughs> yeah um hawaii had a lot of golf courses just like birdie wing that sucks <laughs> yeah. especially if they're having a water crisis no there's a lot of stuff where it was just like um i don't know there's we did we did a dinner um we did our anniversary dinner at the four seasons in kona um which Mm -hmm. we looked up and it's a place where uh you could stay for the same period of time we were there and pay like twenty thousand dollars for that 
um we were paying like 175 a night for an airbnb um and we just like immediately felt out of place and it was just like have you seen white lotus like uh no if i can give you a tv recommendation white lotus hbo uh it was shot during the pandemic when stuff was shut down and so they got to use like an actual five-star resort in hawaii to film it absolutely amazing show you should check it out check out white lotus i will um yeah have you been watching any other anime uh hard segue (laughs) sorry um well your trip sounds fun i'm glad you got to go i'm not happy that you chose to give the four seasons money but Uh, just a restaurant in there which was we went there because it was like supposed to be a really good sushi restaurant it wasn't (laughs) wait what oh you got sushi in at the four seasons yeah we got because we were like oh let's go fresh fish like everywhere else that we got food raw fish was amazing (laughs) this place was just like and i like I have I'm getting a little bit of sh- uh, what's what's this Shag- word? Um, Schadenfreuden. Well, we should be able to say it with our German heritage, but <laughs> I know. Yeah. But you're, yeah, you're yeah. just like I decided out of all the places in all of Hawaii yeah. to choose the whitest, most expensive hotel to get it, sushi. No, <laughs> like, no, no. The restaurant, the restaurant, like super well reviewed. Um, by, yeah, by by rich people who don't know what they're doing and they never left the friggin' big hotel. <laughs> yep. This is I uh, I don't know if it, you can hear it loud enough <laughs> on the recording but i am nodding vigorously we learned we learned our lesson okay um we okay, did we went expensive of a lesson. yeah uh, when we were in hilo we hit up a bento place that was awesome sure, um yeah. and we got some like um some great uh onigiri and stuff like that um that nice. was a that was a really good recommendation and it, and it like made up for that um yeah it was good it definitely made me want to go back to Japan um, just because it's like if I want to be hot and on a small island, <laughs> I think I'd rather be on Japan. Um, I know, it was an you're, amazing... like, <laughs> you're like, I went to this place that was close enough to Japan and I really wished it was Japan. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, seems like you should go to the real thing. Yeah, it was a like it was a fantastic vacation and, you know, got some really quality time not thinking about work and just totally relaxing um it was uh dana's farewell tour to her knee <laughs> because dana uh, had knee surgery uh like two weeks ago um well, what, i assume they didn't take out her knee and then just like do and then that's no it, it was but... a it was a uh an mpfl replacement uh mpfl is a ligament that holds your knee cap your patella in the spot it's supposed to be in um dana my wife dislocated their knee uh and it caused some damage and so we had to get that fixed but we were like we're not giving up our hawaii vacation for this and so surgery was scheduled like shortly after we returned and so it was we did we were careful but we did some like slight hiking and some fun stuff but it was it was also like a forced r&r vacation which was nice Nice. yeah that's great yeah well um do they have onsen and i didn't see any but there there must be um i think we would have found it if we if if dana had if it had been where we were i think dana would have found it for sure um because a show i did watch oh nice thermai thermai romai 
right 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 <laughs> that was masterfully done uh uh that i watched the original well i think it's i think it's a manga first or maybe a book but uh it's there was like a short anime series maybe like mm-hmm. 10 years ago or something mm-hmm. uh that I watched at the time and I loved it. And then I saw that they were making this new one. And they also, there's also a series of films like live action Japanese films. Uh, yeah. Guys. I just love the series. I think it's, I think it's really funny and I'm a sucker for this kind of like people from the past coming to the future. Mm-hmm. Like, and just being like, what is this thing? I just, <laughs> I just, it's so stupid, but I think it's great. Because, you know, conceptually, I'm like, these actors have to pretend, like, what would it be like if I was from the past and I didn't know what soap was or, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's really funny. And this new anime was really, really funny as well. Nice. Uh, the if you don't, So for the audience who doesn't know what this is, the it's this bath. Well, he's a, an architect, but he's, like, specifically a bath builder in mm. ancient Rome. And he has, like, troubles you know normal daily work troubles and he's always thinking and he's like ah oh, what should i do i need to build something and then uh so it shows like the roman bath culture and so mm. you know you go to the bathhouse and all this and then so when he's sitting in the bath though he and he's having like an extra bad trouble and he's trying to th- contemplate and think about how to fix something that he needs to do like you know the emperor wants him to do something or whatever so he's thinking and then he gets sucked into the bath and he pops out in modern japan and so then <laughs> like just hijinks ensue yeah where where like the modern the modern people react in the funniest way possible they never are like su- super surprised mm. they're just like oh i didn't know a foreigner came through the front door you need to do this and there he's like because he's speaking latin to them yeah, and yeah. they have not and the japanese <laughs> people are just like i don't know he's speaking some language it's not japanese so don't care yeah so some 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 like foreigner came and they're they're at it again it's like their blase attitude about the whole thing <laughs> and he's like yelling at them and like in his language saying just like like unhand me i'll have the emperor kill you <laughs> but this is this old lady like you need to pay to go inside <laughs> and it's, it's funny so like he learns about some like brilliant mm. engineering thing that the that uh you know the japanese have come up with yeah and then he's like that's like how does this how he doesn't understand he's gone forward in time he mm, thinks gotcha. he's been transported to somewhere else in mm-hmm. his time and he thinks there's some nation in the world that's like god advanced and he's like i have to get this technology and bring it mm-hmm. back so that we don't get conquered by these mm. he, he, keeps call- <laughs> he always calls them the flat face tribe he's oh, like no. this, this flat face tribe like they're gonna they're gonna kill us and take us over and so he like gets their technology and brings it back to rome and then rome's mm. bath system improves and he becomes this starts becoming this like famous architect who like mm. has all these great inventions which mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. reality he's been stealing them from japan <laughs> yeah i need to i need to check it out you've recommended it a few times to me um outside of the podcast and it's on my it's definitely on my list i feel like i remember the movies starting to come out when i lived in japan yeah they're like you know 10 12 years old now at this yeah point, so yeah. yeah but it's a nice little reverse um isekai it 
yeah well the whole point is usually his his like dealings in his home of you know he's in rome and mm-hmm. then he gets he has some like you know he's presented with some problem that he needs to solve like an architectural yeah. problem and he's just like how do we do this and then he goes gets goes to japan and comes back and he's like i got it we gotta like you know build this irrigation system to get this water over here and then um it's just it's i don't know there's always little funny things like when he like learns about the washlet mm. he, toilet <laughs> Yeah. He he thinks there's servants like blowing water <laughs> from a below. No. And he's just like, oh, that's how they do it. And so then he goes back to Rome and he like presents this idea like we should have servants who who pump water like up like the this thing oh. and, and everyone's like, okay, so you start to see like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like they don't always explicitly say it. If you're just paying attention to the background, you'll see like servants doing this like weird thing in order to like make air come from to something <laughs> where you can tell he like figured this out from Japan. And so he doesn't always explicitly say, but if you're paying attention, yeah. you can, you can notice and you're like, ah, he did That's it. That's fascinating. So That's really funny. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's really good. Okay. Um, I totally recommend that. I watched this this uh, old anime called F, which is about this guy who wants to be an F one champion. Mm. Um, not much to say about it. It's just kind of late eighties, early nineties animation style. He wants to be a champion. He's an annoying character. <laughs> <laughs> the story I, I can tell the story is actually really good. Mm-hmm. The story was wasn't the story was good, but it, the anime version adaptation was like pretty rushed. It seems because it was mm. like a long running manga, and based on the manga, it was like based on what I've read about the plot summary of the manga. I'm like, oh, a bunch of stuff happens that the anime really s- squeezes into like 25 episodes. Mm, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, he's oh god, it's like a <laughs> like the the most melodrama thing possible. So he's sure. he's a. Uh, he is an orphan, mm-hmm. kind of. He's a half orphan. So his mom, his, his, how do I even start this? Like, he's a bastard. Compl- <laughs> yeah, he's a he, he's a bastard son of okay. the, of this like high powerful political person. Okay. Who has like a really traditional giant Japanese estate? You know, he wears kimonos all the time, and he yeah. like, has political aspirations, and it's this huge, like, like oligarchic kind of like household. Yeah. And this guy this guy's mother died early and the father he's so he's like the stepson of this like oligarch guy. And hmm. the he his real children like hate him. His wife hates him, obviously. Like he's a traditional, you know, b- bastard son who just none of the real family like respects. But he still lives there. But he's like a wild, rebellious like mm-hmm. Yankee kind of guy so yeah, like yeah. his his family hates him even more and they're just like you're just an embarrassment to this family basically mm, okay okay and so uh he, which makes him causes him to be even act out even more and his best friend is um a guy who works on a farm it's just him and his mom mm-hmm. his and his dad his dad used to be a famous engine builder for f1 mm, and okay. so like this kid is like a genius with engines and so they team up kinda yeah. to to you know become race racing become a racing yeah. team. 
and it just doesn't go how you expect. It's like really, <laughs> it's like a really hardcore drama that that unfolds, and the the character, the bastard son, is like pretty unredeemable for most of the time. He mm-hmm. really sucks. Like I sometimes find myself agreeing with the family like he's so annoying like i don't want him to be here like he'll just do the opposite just because and he'll like he just steals people's money and he, he doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities actually he, he starts to become endearing toward the end because you find out like what he's up to he's a guy who just acts out because and then mm. uh actually has like, you know a heart of gold but he doesn't yeah, yeah. want to like show that uh but okay at first, you're just like, God, I hate him. He's just so annoying. Because <laughs> he causes a lot of problems for other people. Yeah. He's like, the reason why it's, he's annoying. Like, he's not just annoying because he's loud. He's annoying because he, like, destroys property and, like, destroys people's chance to do something and wrecks mm. stuff. And he just, like, steals someone's race car and just goes on the circuit and starts racing. And everyone's like, you got to stop. You can't just steal <laughs> someone's race car. You know? He's... And he doesn't seem to get in trouble for his yeah. actions, which also is annoying um interesting uh yeah so it's it was fine i I like watching it it kind of ends abruptly and then i found Mm. out like the manga keeps going and there's a lot of yeah thing uh but i don't know if you're not really into f1 i wouldn't recommend it but it is a pretty interesting story and you gotta you gotta watch it for a while before it picks up because in the beginning you're just like why do i care about this guy like i Mm -hmm. hope he fails this is what i actively thought like, I don't care if he becomes a champion. I really don't like him. He screws over his friend. He screws over all the people who try to help him along the way. So I, it's, like, not good. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. It's not a series I've ever heard of. Um, yeah, I hadn't either. I just looked which, up. I, was, I wanted yeah. to watch a racing show, so I sure. looked up which shows are about racing. <laughs> somebody recommended it, and I was like, all right, this looks cool. Nice. Uh, and then the last thing I finished was Spy Family. Oh, you finished Spy Family? Yeah, it's very good. Nice. Yeah. I highly recommend it. I'm sure everyone, this isn't like groundbreaking news. I think it's one of the top ones people are talking about right now. So, yeah, Spy X Family. Um, you, don't the, re- you don't appreciate, you don't uh, pronounce the X. It's just Spy Sorry, family. right. Sorry. I was, <laughs> was reading a note, and so I said it out loud. Spy Family. Um, Shonen Jump. Uh, mega Hit. Uh adapted into an anime um yeah it's uh i like it a lot i've seen most of the first core well yeah there's only one core out right now okay so then i've seen probably half of what's aired it just keeps getting better it's a really good show because uh it has for me it has that perfect balance of like it's serious but also comedic it gives me the same vibe as uh like hinamatsuri yeah where, where it's funny but yeah. also like it's pretty it's also has like serious moments and the plot isn't just throwaway it's like the plot is interesting and i like the story but there's mm-hmm. like ridiculous parts that are just like obviously parody or it's just like too crazy uh so it has that kind of that kind of tone i really did i really enjoyed it and I'm excited for the next uh, the next season of the show. Yeah. I um, There's an episode of uh, Otofu Susume where they review the manga, uh, first few volumes of the manga. Um, and so I it's in the Shonen Jump app. 
this is my so you know we're back this is my my regular plug for the uh hashtag not an ad uh the shonen jump manga app um and so i read a i read a fair amount of the manga um which the anime is paced better because the manga takes forever to get to where some of the anime goes um but yeah very funny you know super well animated a great send-up to like bond and other spy movies um also a fair amount like i get some sometimes it's just like oh this is a nice little loop on the third esque like physical humor um yeah because it features like there's the master spy uh who has to form a family to help infiltrate on a mission and then he unwittingly uh ropes in uh like a an assassin to be his wife uh, who he thinks is just like some seamstress or some like office clerk and doesn't even yeah like, he, really she's have a, a, yeah she's a government she works yeah. for like, the government but the, the twist is that he's a spy for the opposite nation because it's like a mm-hmm. cold war like it's like a soviet yeah. versus american kind of it looks like to me that it's supposed to be like an east and west germany kind of thing yeah it's definitely a, a send up to that for sure and so uh so they they live on they work on opposite sides because one of them's a secret she's a she her cover is she's like a government clerk but she's an assassin for like you know the east and then he is like an, a spy for the west who is uh what he's his cover is he's a doctor living in the east so yeah they're adversaries and they don't know each other as an adversary uh and they, yeah it's it's just good and then you know, the mission is to get close to a guy that's part of this famous school. And so he needs both a wife and a kid. Uh, and just through the, uh, you know, cosmic coincidence of anime logic, the kid's a telepath, <laughs> which is. Yeah, well, he just rolls up at the orphanage one day and is just like, I need a kid. And the and like, like the proprietor of the orphanage is just this drunk old guy who's just like fucking take one of them (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah and like she doesn't know it's it's super useful because like as a telepath um she can fill the audience in on a lot of things but then also like it's this great comedic piece of the audience is aware of 100 percent, but then we're also aware of like her limited perception based on what she's overheard and misunderstood. Uh, Why is she six comedy. years old? Oh yeah. She's yeah. It's a child. So um, she's, she doesn't really understand what's going on, but she filters it through this, uh, this show. She loves to watch like a spy show on TV. Yeah. So she loves spies cause she like loves this TV show. And so whenever like she can read the mind of like her mom and dad, her adopted mm-hmm. mom and dad, she like knows what's going on, but she just thinks it's this fantastical, like, spy universe and she's like yeah it's real i knew it but she's a telepath because of she was like the product of some experiment mm-hmm. <laughs> some like government experiment where they like <laughs> you know like ocular kind of thing where but it just like didn't work out so they just dumped all the kids in an orphanage but she like was a true telepath <laughs> but she doesn't want anyone to find that out because she thinks if they do then they'll like exploit her so she just right. like pretends like she doesn't know but then like basically listens to whatever his the main character's internal monologue is mm-hmm. so the internal monologue of the char- main character is like okay i need to go over here and you know get information from this person so she like hears that and is like okay i'm gonna yeah. follow him and figure out something <laughs> there's a lot of like 
there's never any like dull downtime in the show um i think like i have two two episodes i love a lot um the when they're they go to the school for the actual interview yeah. uh and you got like the headmaster that's like obsessed with doing things properly and elegantly elegant um, i was like what's yeah. the word he loves to say elegant elegant uh <laughs> and then there's also um there's an episode where as a reward for for doing for something happening um they take the daughter to an amusement park um and they have they use a a crap ton of national resources to stage like this massive fantasy for the daughter where she's like kidnapped and has to be rescued by her her master spy father but yeah. it's all it's like the the like three layers removed uh thing of like this is pretend but all of these people are actually spies who are playing out a role and then because he's such a master spy it's like big boss shows up and they're like i gotta prove myself by getting my ass handed to me by big boss um, yeah yeah and so it's i love that episode so much um yeah a plus show it's like a it's a nice um it's a nice product from shonen jump that's not like shonen fight series yeah yeah uh, there's yeah. something more to it it's nice i yeah i really like it it just has a good tone it's a fun show and i think everyone would like it it's got something for everyone i think it's like got the cute kind of stuff it's got action it's got humor mm -hmm. uh the animation is good yeah the character solid. designs are not annoying so no action is the the action is like really well done when they when they want to be like okay we're doing a gunfight in the middle of the streets like they go hard uh they do, i like that yeah. a lot it can it can sh like sh the tone can suddenly shift and it's like, yeah. wow this is like a legit action show and then oh it's really funny and then there's like some misunderstanding humor and it's it's, it's yeah it's very good i i really like it um so yeah i watched that and now that, that's from what i can remember right now of the last five months that may be all that i finished but i am currently watching yeah uh, a couple of things okay Hit one me. is from this season uh isekai ojisang which is like a sleeper hit in my opinion it's <laughs> it's very very funny like too much it was i it, it blew me away how funny it was i laughed out loud a lot and i don't usually laugh out loud at things mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh the the point of the show is <laughs> i know it i know how you feel about isekai but just hear me out <laughs> no i i've seen a clip from this show and it's it's definitely on my list um it's not an isekai I, that's right. the, that's the thing he so this guy this like i don't know 35 year old guy wakes up from a coma and mm -hmm. he and he he was hit by a truck when he was 17 and oh and he spent the whole this whole time in the isekai world okay and, that's fantastic and, and then he wakes up and he's back in the regular world <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just great because and nobody <laughs> nobody cares about him because apparently like his parents and like his family had some kind mm -hmm. of like some sort of falling out like they didn't know what to do with him and they just had some like varying opinions so nobody comes to visit him nobody cares but his his uh young nephew Mm. does come to like check on him and 
so <laughs> he comes to check on him on the first day and he's just like, oh, he's speaking some like random gibberish, which is like the language of his Isekai world. <laughs> and he, they're just like, okay, great. Like they, you know, the nurses just like, don't care. They're just like, yeah. he's just a weirdo. And his, his uncle or his nephew doesn't believe him. He's like, yeah, I was in the Isekai world. And he's like, okay, my uncle's crazy. <laughs> but um, he reveals that he knows how to do magic. And he's okay. like, he's like, no, you can. I can just do. And he like makes fire. And he's like, <laughs> and the guy's like, holy shit, what the hell? So then, but he doesn't do any of this. Like, so you just start figuring out like about his life. Because all the nephew wants to do is like know about his like isekai life. Yeah. And he's like, gotcha. tell me everything about this. And the the guy is like a straight up otaku like <laughs> like just like the most otaku otaku possible and uh all he wants to do is like find out information he's the the isekai person he's like tell me who won the console war like is sega still making consoles and <laughs> the guys and then his nephew's like what like i don't i don't care about that like tell me about the isekai where he's like you know it's just like this disconnect <laughs> and uh they're like well what did you do like you you know uh you, you start to figure out that he was not a popular person in the Isekai world. Mm. Like, he was just the same otaku guy, but <laughs> he doesn't have any interpersonal skills. So, like, instead of doing quests, he just, like, fucked around and did everything by himself. <laughs> and and it was, it's just really funny. You just get a glimpse into, like, how his life was. Mm-hmm. He's just a... He's just kind of, a like, a shitty guy. <laughs> yeah. I... The, the clip I saw was, like, um, he uses some magic to transform his appearance to look like an, an elf oh yeah um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so then he like apparently does some youtube live stream and that's how he's making money uh, now because they gotcha. gotta figure out how to how to like <laughs> employ him because he's just like yeah. an unemployable guy who's been in a coma for like, 20 years so they're gotcha. like, what do we do and so they're like oh let's like live stream so because so, you can do magic yeah. They're like we don't need to spend any money on CG or anything. Just do some <laughs> magic and we'll like market it on on YouTube and that's what they've been doing. It's a perfect scam. It's so funny. Like it's Yeah. It's, it's high on my list. I need to check it out. Um you'll I need love to it. like I need to work anime back into the rotation. It's, it's been a so, while. Uh it's so like nuanced on like what is going on. It just cuz like <laughs> they always do the thing you don't expect them to do. So uh you're always surprised and it's always it's always good it's always good he he pulls out he has this uh this ability where he can uh show people like he pulls out this screen he makes the screen with magic and he can Mm. show people the past Mm. like uh uh, basically like he can replay a memory of someone on the screen for everyone to see so sure. so whenever he, whenever he needs to like explain something he's like oh in the isekai world it was like this and he like shows and so you get a first like first person view of like what he was doing so he okay. so the, the the guy like explains some situation he's like oh yeah i was trying to like do this thing but this lady keeps showing up and was like really like f- fucking with my vibes i don't know why she, <laughs> she came here so they they show it and then she uh it turns out that like she like he's in love with him but he just doesn't understand and just keeps like she, it's like this fucking annoying lady keeps like following me from town to town and i don't get it and, and like and then the the nephew is just like he she obviously like he's like totally figures it out and because the nephew is also like a like quasi otaku like he plays yeah. visual novels and is like into like okay. you know, pop culture so 
he's like, my uncle was like, went into Isekai like before the, the tsundere trope was kind of invented. So maybe he doesn't really get that archetype because <laughs> there's this tsundere girl who he just thinks yeah. hates him and just like keeps telling him to fuck, telling her to fuck off, which makes her like more strongly at like following him around. <laughs> That's so funny. It is. It is good. It's, it's, okay. It's, it's really high good. on my list now. I gotta, I gotta do this. Yep, I, I highly recommend it. I don't think it's not quite over yet. So, it's a show that has a good pace though because it's really funny, mm-hmm. but it's not a show where you're gonna get annoyed because they, you run out run out of episodes. Like if you start binging it, mm-hmm. it it's kind of you can easily stop and be like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll watch more tomorrow. It's kind of like a like a four coma in that way where it's like, all right, there's just like some stories because each one is kind of like its own little self contained scheme gotcha. that they do, and then you find out more about the past and yeah. Are they, is it a full length show or is it like a short show? No, it's full length. It's full length. Nice. It's not really broken up into chapters, but it's just, it's pretty self-contained each episode of like what they're, what the point of the episode is about. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's good. It's really good. I, there's a couple episodes that have come out since I stopped watching. And so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to continue. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He figures out, (laughs) he figures out, uh, he wants to buy something on Yahoo auctions and he finds out that the shipping was a little bit more than the item itself and so mm-hmm. he just decides to fly there and get it because his uncle his nephew's like oh if you can go pick it up in person like you don't need to pay for shipping so he's like oh and then he like that's how he reveals <laughs> that he can fly he just jumps out the window and flies to go pick it up and he's his nephew's like what the fuck like how can you do that's that that's great <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah i gotta check this out um Cause it like, it sounds to me like kind of the postmodern approach to isekai, where it's like, okay, we've had, we've had the traditional isekai, which is just it's it itself, yeah, and then we've had like the modern isekai, where it's like an understanding of the tropes, and you can shortcut it, um, like the time I was reading or um, the time slime. I was reincarnated as a slime, yeah, yeah, uh, where it's like, okay, this is modern isekai, where it's like they don't need to explain so much and they can play with it. And now it's like, okay, now we can start to like, like dissect machine. it and, and re <laughs> yeah. Uh, rebrand it, put it back together, cut it up and post that's, it's fascinating. I want to check this out. Yeah. This um, is, this one is my favorite, like isekai kind of um, like thematic thing. It's just really funny. It's just nice. everything you expect. Cause they set it up so that the audience gets tricked every single time. They're just like, <laughs> be, I don't know. They always set it up to where you think it's going to go one way. You're watching yeah. and the, the character's explaining some heroic deed that he did and you're like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you see like the actual truth about what was happening and you're just like, oh my god, what a shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's it's good. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend this. Uh, I started my my going my falling asleep show mm. uh, is Gegege no Kitaro. Oh, nice. Which one? <laughs> I started from the very beginning, black and white. Oh, nice. So I, I, I ran out of that. So now I'm on the 1980s one. Um, Pretty good. I like the concept. I think it's yeah, it's good. It's another thing like Doraemon where uh, I feel like it's some cultural references I was missing out on. And yeah. now I can fill in those gaps. It's a good going to sleep show because it's kind of boring and for kids. Like the, the it's not uh, boring isn't the wrong word. It's not boring. It's just it is yeah. for kids. So I'm like, okay, pretty basic plot. Each episode is just like a 
I don't know, you know, some problem and they got to fix it. So uh, it's good for falling asleep. You can easily fall asleep while watching this. Yeah. Um, it's one of those, there's a, there's a modern Gege no Kitaro series um, that took a little bit more of like the, like embrace the grimness of the original. Um, I think there's like a lull in the middle where it gets kind of cutesy. Um, I and see. Yeah. The, the um, original one's cool. pretty hardcore. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Go ahead. Sorry. It's by um, Shigeru, Shigeru Mizuki. Like, yep. famous, famous mangaka. Guy. He passed away a few years ago. Um, a few... Pretty really recently, I think. Yeah. Within the pandemic years, I almost uh, feel I like. I think so. Yeah, I think that's yeah. true. Um, not of the pandemic. He was no. old. Um, yep. Yeah. World War II veteran. Uh, he he was a like famous for doing these like yokai series, uh, Gege no Kitaro, and and some related things. I feel like um, he's he 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 lost like some limbs in the war. Yeah, he lost his arm in the war. Yeah, that's uh, and right. so he would he would draw everything you know with one hand and like make some accommodations. Um, amazing Gekiga art uh, mangaka like in terms of he has i was just i just leaned over he, as i dropped my keyboard to make some loud noises um he wrote this autobiographical manga called um onward towards our noble death yep i really um, really want to uh read that yeah but i highly recommend is there an english translation yeah okay then i will read yeah that. i didn't okay. think there was and i was like man it's this by, seems like something I won't be able to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Drawn in Quarterly, the the Montreal-based um, publisher, um, has a has published a lot of Shigeru Mizuki's work, um, including uh, his biography of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, um, which is also really good, um, and I own. And it's it's an awkward thing to explain on my shelf why I have a a book that just like has hitler written on the spine but uh you know <laughs> german american stuff <laughs> um that's awesome that's a i i was about to ask if f was the earlier when you were talking about it, i was like oh i wonder if f is like the series you use to fall asleep because you usually queue up those 80s shows for it but well it was it was but I oh it was it. okay <laughs> so gotcha so you need something yeah that's a good one to dig into yeah no i like it i it's it's really it's good for falling asleep it's good for like i don't know Japanese lore. Well, they're not ghosts. Well, I mean, yokai. Yokai. Um, Which I wouldn't call a ghost a yokai at all. Because yokai are alive. It's like sure. it's like Inuyasha world. Yeah, it's but there's 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 no ghosts in Gei no Kitaro. I mean, it's mainly about yokai. There's no... And... I haven't seen a ghost yet. I've seen okay. spirits. Yeah. But they're always like, you know... Name, nameless faceless like balls of looks like a sperm sure thing, like, like the yeah, like wisps <laughs> yeah wisps <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know uh so no ghosts yeah. as far as i know because people nice sometimes the yokai die and they don't show yeah. like their ghost form they just like are a corpse now oh no so I'm like okay <laughs> yeah they're like malevolent supernatural beings yeah yeah, yeah yeah well and there's a half one who's a real pain in the ass most of the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah um 
it's a it's definitely a fun franchise um people will recognize it because like kitaro is a a little kid with like a dutch boy haircut and a a vest his one eye that pokes out yeah and his dad is only an eye yeah (laughs) so that's awesome yeah it's it's good yeah uh and then i guess aside from that i'm not really watching anything else i watched conan Mm. as it airs as it comes out because i'm because i'm 100 caught up with that show uh as an aside speaking of conan at usj uh, universal studios japan they had a conan ride and by ride oh, yeah? i mean is it a roller coaster no 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 no. it's not okay it's not a ride it's not a ride it's not a ride <laughs> sure. ride is not the right word it is a full-on escape room themed, oh wow themed as conan it's very cool and the very end of it is like a stage show with like you know usj style yeah gunfight and it's just really Whoa. cool yeah it's That's awesome. awesome everyone so like the characters are all cosplaying as the char- characters so you know there's like a mori and ron mm-hmm. and all the people and and they get into that's a, awesome yeah it's, the only people you don't see in real life is conan because there's some lcd screens where like, oh, okay. conan's running around and voiced by the actual say you that's cool it was very cool we didn't get first place but because you you battle against a bunch of teams and so oh, okay uh it's cool the 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 premise of the escape room is uh you sh- you show up your it's this grand opening of a uh police archive museum oh okay so you're there to like cut the ribbon for like this police archive museum where yeah. you can where the public can come in and like like re uh play a game like this is a fictional in in universe game where the mm. you can go to this place and play a game where you uh solve it's kind of like you know you play like an escape room where you mm. uh solve crimes from the past so famous crimes gotcha. that happened in this world you okay. can you can like trace through what the detectives did to figure it out and see if you could also figure it out so that's what you do so you, you show up and like the whole conan cast is there to be like yeah they were invited as special guests so they they show up and they're on the stage you know talking and then mm-hmm. so you get put in your groups and you go to the escape room part where you play with techno- like you get a little ipad thing and you gotta like you know do some escape room stuff and then that's cool and then while you're doing that though like things start to change and like Uh-oh. there's a bad thing happening where conan has to like figure it out that they didn't expect <laughs> and then it's that's it <laughs> i don't want to spoil it because you should go check it out if you're ever in japan but it's uh it's very, it's very that's cool. very cool mm-hmm. we we recently did an escape room a few months back uh and we were a little hesitant going in but uh it was a lot of fun it's escape- a nifty little way to like use your brain in a different way escape rooms yeah. are fun there's a few in portland that are really cool yeah uh Calry wanted to do one for her birthday one year and we did that and we did one nice. for uh work mm-hmm. our work organized one in portland um and I did one. Uh, we also did one at another amusement park in Japan. Uh, not an amusement park. Uh, uh, like an escape room place, and it was mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. It was all it was themed like a like a runaway train. Oh, and, that's and you, cool. And it was really long, kind of hallway and successive rooms. So you needed to solve mm-hmm. the puzzle and go to the next car, solve the puzzle. Get to oh, the next that's awesome. Because there was like a uh, the runaway train was like the 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 it was 
like the acceleration was held open so you need to get yeah. to the top so you could like stop the train oh that's cool yeah it was cool uh so escape rooms are pretty pretty fun that's really cool i would i would love to do that runaway train one like that the kona one sounds awesome 100 percent. but i love the form lends itself to the the uh like the um suspension of disbelief you right. know yeah where like it's a little the one we did was like this we were um exploring this uh dig at some like ancient aztec site um oh. and it, it kind of worked but you also could like still tell like oh i'm in a, a tiny square um the idea of going like through a train like that's so that's cool yeah 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 it, um, it really i guess it does depend on the, like the budget for the room yeah. itself there was one important yeah. that i did that it was like a sherlock holmes themed one and the room looked mm. really cool you're trapped in like this study and it had like mm. moving bookcases and all the all the whole thing and it was oh it was, that's cool it was really cool yeah. and there, there's another one in portland that i did that was um like you're trapped in a jail cell a jail cell oh, yeah and so you gotta like escape the jail cell jail cell and <laughs> and then like figure out how to get out of the room in in general it, it yeah it was cool it was, it was it was neat that's awesome yeah i like those they're really fun it, it it makes me think of like speaking of conan again like when we were kids and we'd watch and try yeah. to like figure out the ministry yeah yeah it always reminds me it always reminds me of being like in that mode like i can yeah. solve, i want to solve it i'm going to solve it i want to yeah. be the best detective in the group <laughs> absolutely the uh <laughs> we'll do that um sometimes the mindless tv we put on in the background is just like random like not not court tv but like uh there's a show that we'll put on sometimes called killer cases where it's just like it'll tell they'll tell you the whole murder case in like a half hour um and going into those it's always like oh i wonder what happened it's like was it this guy was it this husband killing his wife with a pitchfork or was it someone else but yeah it's the, totally that thing where you're just like i'm smarter than this narrator i can get there first i can get that uh, it's like yeah. oh no it's always the husband okay yeah sure uh, <laughs> that's awesome yeah so it was quite fun um that's all i was up to nice pretty much but i'm sure i forgot like 50 percent of the stuff i did but what can you do yeah <laughs> um you've been much better than i have uh so <laughs> i've been watching stuff in the uh kind of like the meet deiru kind of way where it's like technically Technically, if I haven't finished them, I'm still watching them, right? Right. Uh, we we talked about it like like Birdie Wing, um, Spy Family, Spy Spy Family. Um, is there anything uh, any other anime? Oh, actually, I do have one that I think you'll be very pleased about. Uh, I have been watching, um, Oishimbo. Oh, yeah. How much? How, um, how far did you get into that? How? Where? Are, I've slow progress. Um, I've made it like five or six episodes in. Okay. I'm watching it. I'm watching it in Japanese. Sure. Um, and so f fans of the show uh, will know that Laven watched a, uh, a really cool show from the eighties. Uh, that's about um, a food. It's about a newspaper staff that are pursuing this project for the uh, significant anniversary of the newspaper um, to like, 
review and define and and explore the food world in Japan. Um, and when you were describing F, I was like, was this just how shows were made in the 80s? Because yeah. it's like, there's a son who's estranged from his traditionalist family. Yeah. Uh, and he's actually like, he's kind of a jerk, but he's also like really smart and intelligent and knows all this stuff about food. And then he gets paired. Yeah. As a side, compared to F, the main character of Voice and Bo is like totally a normal guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the F one is, he's like just a <laughs> shit bag all the time. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but sorry, go on. Yeah. Um, but I've just been, you had talked about it and I was like, this sounds really interesting. And it's not, some of the Japanese is hard to understand. Absolutely. But because it's set in the real world about real stuff, it's actually kind of great listening practice. Yeah. Um, and you can get the gist of what's happening. Yeah. Um, and also for, for anyone who's not like trying to torture themselves with studying Japanese, um, there are English subtitles. There's an official YouTube channel for oishinbo um and it's great it is great i agree i'm glad you started watching it now you can see what i mean yeah by it's just like a really good like wholesome kind of show yeah uh you get to learn something about a new dish each time yep and you learn like how they make the dish you you learn about what not to do when you know (laughs) you you find like the obviously like the rich bad people who are like yeah. oh, i only love food because it's ri- it's expensive and then the wishimo guy's like fuck you i specifically hate that because yeah, of my yeah. because <laughs> of my dad <laughs> yeah i i really like um it's an early episode but i have seen further than this um but the episode where they go to the the opening of that fancy supermarket uh-huh yep. um which i think is a really good like a really good representation of what where the main character is coming from when he like talks about stuff because there's like this super fancy supermarket opening um and so the they he gets sent there to to like review it or like scope things out as part of the newspaper Mm -hmm. um and he's just like yeah this looks fancy but like these tomatoes are shit and all these restaurants suck (laughs) and like it's totally just like unapologetic because the like the owner of the store is just trying to like bribe all the journalists with free stuff to to write good stuff and he's just like no nah, it's not why i'm here i'm leaving this is terrible yeah um but then it turns out that they're a major advertiser in the newspaper oh no oh no so then um, he's in trouble and he has to like yeah. figure out how to fix it and he always yeah. that's this is like standard plot for the show yeah he always gets himself in trouble with his mouth even though he's telling the truth he just has no tact about anything right and so he just says like this is shit it's stupid by and then like you find out oh they were an important person that you offended and now they're gonna like crush us if you don't do something so then he like teaches them why they're wrong by using food (laughs) every single time and then and then every single time the the person who was wrong is just like oh shit i was wrong like sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah every time it's 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 nice. It's relaxing. It's a little frustrating how it's chopped up on YouTube. Like I, I, I fully support that the owners of the show are just like, we want people to see this. We're going to put up this really long series for everybody to access, but it's like they're chopped up into their A and B parts, which sometimes can get a little funky. I found somebody um, who has a, a playlist where they put, oh, nice. where the, he, he puts them in all a playlist. So you can just oh, okay. watch I'll it check that out. <laughs> like A and B can be put together. Yeah. Nice. But 
something happened with that uh with so with I think they're doing like a re-release right now because mm. they released all of it. No, mm-hmm. they got to like episode like 80 something. Mm-hmm. And then they took them all off YouTube, like all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, what? And then they then they started releasing like one, two, three, like. Oh, it, like they're like it's airing, quote unquote. Yeah, they like they like redid it, even though which is a weird way to do it, because yeah all the episodes were available like while it was airing quote unquote mm-hmm. you you could still go back through and watch one through the end mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it wasn't they didn't even get to the end there's like a hundred and something episodes of the show and they got to oh. like around that like 80 or 90 mark and then they just restarted it no interesting like, what the heck this sucks there's also a sub yeah. uh, a fan sub group doing it as well hmm, there's okay. a couple episodes that the official release is skipping hmm. because of I don't know. I guess it's like offensive. There's like offensive things that they, they decided were like, ah, uh, maybe we shouldn't. We don't want to put this out. Yeah. There's one. There, there's a whole episode about whaling that they, oh, God. That they didn't do. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Which, it, so the sub, the uh, fan subgroup is doing those episodes. So you can go back okay. and watch them. Interesting. Uh, which the, the, the whaling one, it doesn't have like, it's not like a pro or anti whaling one. They like just discuss the the morality yeah. of it in the episode. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know why they banned this. I think that would be interesting to to look at because oftentimes, um, it's like, oh, look at how Japan is terrible for whaling, and it's like, who taught them to do that? <laughs> <laughs> like that's a total Western thing that we uh, we brought to them. But, um, that's fascinating. I'll have to look for that. Um. I need to get back on the horse. It's it's one of the ways that I practice Japanese and I've just been like burned out in the evenings lately yeah. and so I haven't been pursuing it further. Sure. Um well, yeah, but it's definitely one of those things where if you're doing it for practice it stops becoming like yeah. a, a relaxing show. It's <laughs> Well, it's like I don't it's not where I like sit there with a dictionary and I'm like, "Oh, what's going on?" It's just like I watch it. Um but like it still requires like a different level of resource for my brain where yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm just like, I could, I could just watch. I don't know anything else yeah. <laughs> where I don't have to, where I don't have to think about or like try and. Well, Hey, then you, like can, if do, I, you can watch regular yeah. Japanese TV where it's just going to yeah, be there, some <laughs> like people c- cutting an onion and everyone goes, Oh, so good. Whoa. <laughs> That's it. That's the show. Yeah. Wow. Watch this person cook and all the talking heads like gasp that it was so crazy. <laughs> um, I don't think I've watched anything else. Um, nothing. Well, I'm, no, gl- I'm glad you're watching Washington. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've been reading stuff. Um, okay. And we, we talked about it in the last time we recorded, I've been reading uh, Yotsubato, yep. um, Azuma's um, hit manga series about a, a little girl. Um, but I've also started, um, based on the recommendation of fan of the show, uh, Liquid Ken, I started reading the manga um, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Um, okay. Ijiranaide Nagatoro-san, um, which is... Toy With Me. It says, like, bullying. Yeah. Doesn't that translate yeah, don't to like, bo- don't, don't yeah. bully me? Yeah. It's a, I think they make it a little like, it does start out some, with some pretty harsh bullying. So 
it's the story of like this uh high school he's either a senior or a he's either sanen or a ninen um he's the in class rank he's higher than the other main character um and so there's senpai who's the the main male character and then there's nagatoro-san who's his uh like a year below him in school but they encounter each other one day and he's like he's like a shy guy and he draws manga in his spare time and he accidentally like drops some and her friends see it and she looks at it and she's like i could totally tease this kid <laughs> um and so she starts picking on him but it you quickly kind of pick up on the fact that like um she doesn't know how to process her feelings and so she's like engaging with him but trying to find this line of like i can't express how i actually feel and so i'm going to do it in this other way and it's it's kind of like um it made me think a little bit just in in tone of like um love is hard for notaku uh, where okay. it's like it's a sincere approach to like how people navigate relationships and it's not just some like tsundere um like throwaway romance plot like it's very like well done um i'll send you a ton i i like go through it and i take like screen screen grabs because the facial expressions are fantastic but it's it's just really it's really good um and like very sincere um mm -hmm. and like because they're like young kids trying to figure out what their feelings are about and like how to what are the boundaries that they have with each other and um it's just really good it's very funny very wholesome nice kind of like light manga to read um and so I, i've read about four volumes of that and i need to keep going there's like 12 out nice um and i, I also want to look for it in japanese because reading through it i don't think it'd be the most difficult thing for like i don't think it, it's not gonna it's set in the real world it's gonna have real world words i don't think it's it's gonna be something where it's like i'm gonna have to look up science terms too much um yeah uh, so i need to go see if kino kunia has it um that's where you buy manga nowadays well i guess in Japanese. uh yeah <laughs> that's where i work, buy japanese manga yeah and every time i check out they're like you know this is in japanese right i'm like yeah, I'm buying volume four. Like, if I was buying volume one, I would appreciate that warning. But, like... <laughs> like well, maybe he, maybe um, he's like, can you read the number four in Japanese? <laughs> maybe he, his logic is just like, I don't know, maybe you didn't know it's volume four. Yeah. He just saw a bunch of, like, squiggly lines yeah. and was like, I don't know. Shiny, shiny, I like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and that's really good. Um, I have been also reading... I have I have a book recommendation for you. Okay. Um and uh, i'll see if i can uh, find a way to to get you a copy um but i've been reading uh i read this book called pure invention by by matt alt um and it's uh the subtitle of the book is how japan made the modern world um i really cannot recommend this book enough okay like in terms of like often people will ask me like oh why are you so interested in japan and i'm like it's not my fault like japan was like do they have had a conscious campaign yeah to uh, indoctrinate the youth of the world japan soft uh, in the 90s and, yeah and my dad was like i lived in japan that's a good thing to do and i was like okay yeah Sold. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
yeah it's so it's all about you know it's like uh it looks at post-war japan to present day and how you can trace a lot of modern um practices thoughts pop culture components back to things that came out of post-war japan um and it starts discussing like um hyper detailed tin toys that came out of post-war japan um like this uh replica of the the u.s jeep um and then other fancy cars that came from that uh, and how that progressed forward and then it goes up and it like there's a lot on anime there's a lot on video games um and then it gets to like and like through the entire thing there's this undercurrent about um like pop like because it's post-war there's there's a lot of tension in japanese society around the direction the com the country's going and into the 60s and 70s there's like student movements yeah. that are like extremely and <clears throat> important like the onpo demonstrations um and it touches back on all of that and kind of relates everything in which is a topic that i've always been fascinated about yeah. um and it talks about how like all of these leftists that were disillusioned by the student movement went into like making video games and making anime and how all of that kind of comes forward. Um, it gets, there's a chapter on um, Tuchan, um, Futaba, the, the message board that was like the, uh, the prototype for 4chan. Um, and it takes this really dark turn into like, Oh, Hey, here's what we can learn about Japanese, you know netizen activity uh and what that means in the west today mm. um and it's it's just a really it's a really well researched book there's a lot of interesting stuff that i had never known i never knew um there's a, a great chapter on karaoke and how that device was created and invented or like popularized it was like simultaneously invented by like three people <laughs> um that all had a different approach to it um it's a, a great book <laughs> mr I highly recommend joy it. sound yeah <laughs> there's it's it's good it's really good i i recommend it. i think you would like totally dig it um yeah do you know if there's an audiobook version uh there I, might be honestly i do know how to it's... read just for the record uh but <laughs> no, no i i trust you i'm always on the go i always you know yeah. on trains or whatever it honestly would not surprise me i highly recommend it um it's the type of thing there's a there's a sentence in it um one of the things that I want that I thought about doing my my thesis on when I was an undergrad was how the failure of the stu of the student uprising and student protest movement in Japan produced a generation of people that like were disillusioned with the government, disillusioned with that effort, and then they they went into animation, right. <laughs> and then they started making anime. Um, and there's a sentence, there's like a piece of the book um where he writes um uh so he's talking about the influence of like akira kurosawa on lucas and star wars um and matt alt writes uh star wars was at its heart a throwback to the old 30s sci-fi serials like flash gordon filtered through american new wave filmmaking sensibilities uh its conflicts ended in triumph Gundam was a war story as could only be told by someone on the losing side. 
its politics were guided by the fact that many of the staff members were former student radicals. That wasn't, this wasn't uncommon. Unable to find normal jobs after the collapse of the protest movement in the early 70s, large numbers of disillusioned former students filtered instead into manga and animation industries. Like that, that paragraph right there, if I were still an undergrad, like that'd be my entire life. <laughs> so um, it reading the book was like super like validating into a lot of thoughts that I had had kind of learning about post-war Japan and seeing this like, like you can't watch Akira or um, Jinro Wolf Brigade without being like, whoa, these people saw some shit. Like they went through some stuff that is like largely filtered out from contemporary Japan. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, the political discussions you and I have frequently, I think that you would really like how what pure invention explores for sure. Yeah, it does look really interesting. And I, I'm going to check it out for sure. This will be my next thing on the train that I listen to. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then one more book, oh, just because. This guy. Yeah. I've just been like... It's, it's a, been an interesting reader. Yeah. I um I got a I, as a gift someone gave me a copy of um Haruki Murakami's new collection of of short stories in English. Oh. Um first person singular. Um and like Murakami um probably gets too much attention as like an <laughs> international author. Like I acknowledge that. Um I do love his short stories. I think they're fantastic. Uh, and this new collection is really good. There's a lot of like, it, they're all told in first person, um, and they feel like autobiographical. But then they're they have his like weird twist, like you know he he gets an invitation to go see a former uh, piano school person, and uh, he goes out there, and it turns out that he was sent to like some address that didn't exist. And then he's like stuck on a bench, talks to some old guy and then leaves. And that's like the story. And it's every piece of it is fascinating and really well-written and well-translated by, um, did this translation probably, I mean, I hate when they, I hate when they bury who the translator is, but, um, I probably don't know them. So that's fine. I'm just trying to, Oh, it's Philip Gabriel. Who's like always his translator, um, or, or primarily his translator. So, um, it's really well-written. Uh, also, just a fun little thing to read. Nice. Yeah. Books. Yeah. The other, the other fun thing that you, you might like to hear about is that. Um, speaking of Kinokuniya earlier, mm-hmm. uh, I bought some models there, and so oh, I built. Yeah. Well, I was my brother gave me um, the high grade UC Zaku two. Um, Char's Zaku yeah. um, for Christmas. And I was like, oh, I haven't put it together yet. Um, Pretty sure I have and so, <laughs> yeah, it's a great kit. Um, and so my brother and I got together and we, we built it, or we built, he, I got him a Wing Zero. Um, so he built the Wing Zero. I built the Zaku. And then I also picked up a um, entry grade Gundam kit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was awesome. The entry grade is interesting. I'm surprised yeah. how easy it is. Uh, like the ratio of easy to put together and how actually reasonable the finished product looks 
Yeah, it looks like totally solid. And if you took the time to paint it, it would look amazing. I think so too. Um, it yeah. doesn't have the articulation, but no, it looks really good. I don't. Um, I don't really care about that. It's gonna sit on my shelf. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Need to articulate. Yeah, and so that's that's been another fun thing. Is like, oh, gunpla. I got myself some. Um, they're not God hands because I didn't want to spend seventy bucks to buy the Kinokuniya, uh, the one the God hands they had on. But I did buy some like flat single blade or single edge snippers to do the right cuts and all that fun stuff. Hell uh, yeah, I have I have those yeah. as well. They actually yeah. make a difference when you start using doing it. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. if I could get a a flush cut here instead of like little spurs all over. I recently took apart my very first gunpla I ever made. Oh, nice. And I looked at it and was like, wow, <laughs> there's like little plastic jagged juts <laughs> out of like every single surface. And I'm like, I didn't do this well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Cause it like, when you're younger, you don't understand how you're supposed to take them out. And like, I think only in recent eras has it been become common knowledge that it's like, cut the runner and then cut the nub you know and glass files and all this stuff that we're learning are super useful um i'm like i'm teetering on the edge of of getting really back into um model kit building oh my gosh uh i don't know that's right i don't know if i can really it is that's my fear is like i really want to do there's a bandai has done a, a run of their real grade size um evas they're expensive but i'm like every every quarter i could afford to like buy one and build it and make it look nice um and i think that'd be really fun to do the evas but why don't you uh, 3d print an yeah. eva um, see there we go um well 3d print the, the, the parts and then assemble it yeah <clears throat> it's possible i do <laughs> i've been going through this process of uh and i the other the other reason I haven't been doing a lot of anime is because when I have energy at night, I've been like working on 3D design stuff. Um, and one of the things that I did, and I, I tweeted it out, um, is I modeled, I made a switchboard for my computer setup where I can like change between the different computers that are uh, on my desk, my personal computer, my work computer, uh, my Steam Deck. Um, and I modeled it after the Magi, <laughs> mm -hmm. so the Magi housing. Um, and so I have, I have been meaning to go back to that. And I also, I, I made a quick and dirty, like stand for my work laptop. So it's like hidden away. And I, I started thinking like, I could make this look like the, uh, lift from Eva. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> and so, and that's what took me into, I like did a deep dive into the real gate, the real grade, uh, Eva unit one, there's an expansion for it and it, it might come with it, but there's like an, a, an add on that's like the lift base for it. And I was like, there's some design motifs that I could totally just replicate into a laptop stand. Cause it's, uh, you know, Eva's are awkwardly tall. Yeah. laptops are taller than they are wide usually um unless they have the the body of a god like the 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 12 inch um macbook pro that existed years ago that was like a it was like a 4-3 screen oh yeah um what a computer um but yeah that's the other thing i've been like kind of that's what i put my some of my spare time into is 3d printing and 3d design um 
ever slowly working towards a very important project. <laughs> I don't even want to voice into existence, but um, I'm, getting getting closer and closer to something I've always wanted to make. Yeah, um, that's I would yeah. I would say that the one you want to make is that's your Apollo, and we're on yeah we're on Gemini oh, right now. That's an perfect uh, description. You gotta learn. You gotta crawl, crawl before you can, you know, walk and yeah. all this, all those, uh, <laughs> all those things people say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's been it's been nice and rewarding. Like I like, um, I sometimes I feel like creative pursuits are a little bit more fulfilling than like sitting down and reading a, or sitting down and playing a video game um yeah i got really sucked into elden ring for a long time uh and which i enjoyed a lot but eventually i started hitting a wall and i was like i'm spending hours trying to do the same thing and i would feel so much better just shutting this off um yeah. and so like i do find fulfillment <laughs> in anime for sure um more so when i can talk about it uh but like sometimes the creative pursuits are like, oh, I like this a little bit more. Like I like I think, doing this design work, building these kits. I, you know, I think that's the. I think you've stumbled onto the the healthiest thing that we've revelation that we've <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably came up with here on Andy yeah. Rose. Like, oh, doing something better than passively consuming it. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, you got to engage with the stuff that you like. Yeah, somehow that's true. Yeah, just never become staff. That's what we learned. <laughs> exactly. Don't don't engage too much. Or be good enough to where uh, some other staff like is handling you because you're the talent. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream, right? Yeah. Um, but that definitely is the rule. Like just one more philosophical musing on this this topic is um I like small art. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't need to appeal to everybody. Like I over-engineered a solution and then made it look like the Magi computer that lives at Nerve. Uh, that's like for me, Laven, and and two other people in the world to enjoy. <laughs> um, and so like that's been very fulfilling is like I do this stuff for myself, not anyone like any anyone else. Uh and it, it does it feels a little bit more fulfilling to be like i did this because it makes me happy yeah yeah that's the that's you're you're, you're on to something yeah you know that's probably what it's all about now put it yeah. on tiktok i was just about to say now <laughs> now find some way to monetize it <laughs> yeah. um yeah i i just share my my files whenever somebody likes something i'm just like here take it yeah that's um, i think that's the way you're supposed to be doing yeah, I modeled. This is not really. This isn't related to anime or Japan at all. But I I modeled a, an oven to hold a deck of cards. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of people liked it, and so I just was like, "Here are the files. Go nuts if you want to spend the sixty nine hours it takes to print all this." <laughs> um, three D printing is not fast. No, it's, no, it's uh, not. Yeah, it's not yeah. easy. But it's, it's finicky it's at every stage. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, I just I keep meaning to like recalibrate the the Pinda probe on my printer, like the thing that tells it where it where zero is. 
Who has the time? Who has the time? <laughs> I haven't printed anything in yeah. a while because I don't know. I couldn't get yeah. I couldn't get the plastic to to work. Adhere. Yeah. Well, no, I can't get the. This is like a complete tangent, but uh, <laughs> I can't get the pet to like pet G to yeah work in any capacity. It just doesn't. Work. You have a textured sheet, right? Uh, it is textured, but it, it's a glass textured sheet. Hmm, interesting. I have a. Um, it's a. It's hard to see, and it probably looks just flat on the camera. But it is. It's more textured than the flat metal one. Um, yeah, I gotta figure something out. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's adherence is an issue, but then also layer separation keeps happening. And it's, mm. even though I don't, I don't know what else I can do. I've cranked up the temperature. I've I've tried everything. Yeah. It's it's frustrating because sometimes it's like. Like do you, <laughs> you get to the stage where you're just kind of like terminally messing with it, and then you're like, is this better or worse than when it came out of the box? Because <laughs> there's like a, I have like a low poly Pikachu I printed for Dana right when I got the printer, um, and I'll see it every once in a while. I'll just be like, damn, that looks better than a lot of stuff I printed lately. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what sanding's for. Uh, but yeah it's a fun hobby to have and i i like the idea I, I like just pulling things into existence which is another fun thing um yeah i feel like i my ratio of time spent printing something that i want versus fucking mm -hmm. around with the printer is like not <laughs> like i like tinkering with gadgets as much as you know the yeah. next nerd but at some point yeah. i'm like hey this is a printer i'm trying to print something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's not <laughs> it's not working it's just making a mess and i don't want to clean up yeah. melted plastic every single time i try to do this i absolutely know what you're talking about um the last the last thing i printed like the last thing i designed and printed um was i modified a design someone made for these like slidey these like slidey clasps that you could essentially you can like drill them into the wall and then you can slide something over to hold on to it mm. so it's like these hooks yeah basically right. And so I made I made modifications for our apartment so we could put up dog gates everywhere, because that's the thing I haven't even mentioned yet. We got a dog, oh. <laughs> uh, and that's been that's been a lot. Um, <laughs> she's great. She's super smart. I'm turning into a dog person, but uh, it's also like you have to go outside like five times a day. Like leave me alone, kid. <laughs> like go get a job. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Well, way, way to bury the lead. Yeah, I'm. I've probably sent you dog photos, right? Well, I mean, I know you have <laughs> so a dog. This isn't the first time you're like no. having a minor panic attack. I'm like, I've been better than that, right? <laughs> no, 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 you did. I, I know. You, yeah. Actually, you never sent me anything. I saw it on, on no, Calrie saw it, saw it on. Uh, oh, on Dana's, on Dana's like Facebook, Instagram or something. Facebook, yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I got a dog. <laughs> and then you told me about it. Yeah. Um, dogs are fun. They sleep. They're they're a little bit. They're easier to move around than cats. You know, like it's hard for me to pick up a cat and get get one of the cats to stay on my lap. I have to wait for them to want to be on my lap. Uh, whereas Molly's like, I'm just you're on my lap now. Um, but with Dana's knee injury, um, suddenly I was doing a lot more dog stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is like with work, it gets really stressful because it's like, oh, I gotta walk this dog at noon that's when i was gonna eat yeah because i gotta get this take this dog out but yeah this is that's what i've been up to um i haven't been really 
I haven't really been playing video games. Uh, I have the strong desire to play Ghost of Tsushima right now. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, um, yeah, that's kind of what it, what I've been up to. Yeah, I haven't been playing any games either. Uh, I've been well. I've been playing a little bit of what is that? The what? Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Oh yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, I cleared that game a while ago, but I now I'm just in the end game. And if you in, they added a new feature where you can catch all the legendary Pokemon from all the other old games. Oh, that's cool. So. But you gotta like go collect freaking stones in a, in the underground to do that, so it's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. Uh, other, so I, I don't know. I'm not really playing that at a clip anymore. I was kind of done with it. Yeah, I've been I've been trying out Titanfall, Titanfall two. Uh, um, I got it on the Steam Deck. Um, it's fun. It's just a like a kind of a mindless shooter, but it's also like. I think probably as close as we're going to get to a uh, a good mech game for a long time. Um, and it's only like half the game. Uh, so I, see. I, it's not a genre people make video games for. There's that like free to play one that I really liked, but I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> uh... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like uh, Panzer something? Panzerfaust? No, 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 no. No. Uh... Well, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I I know what you're talking about. It was fun. It was a, it it gave me the feelings of like um, classic Mech Warrior stuff. Yeah, yeah. It um, was that kind of Mech game where you're like in yeah. more of like a power suit than a big Gundam. But yeah, um, yeah. I'm waiting for. There's a game called Zeka Tactics that's like a, um, almost like an SD Gundam approach to front mission. Oh, and so I'm like. So like serious tactics with cool robots, nice. Um, but a little super deformed styling to them. They're great. Like the mech designs are great, but they're not. It's stylized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I follow the creators of it on Twitter, and I'm like seriously anticipating its release because I'm like, yes, I want this. I should just emulate Front Mission. What am I doing? Yeah. Why am I? Why am I not constantly emulating Front Mission? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah, you have a Steam Deck. Just go for it. Go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other than that, that's it. All the all the listeners are now caught up on our lives. Yeah. That's been a half a year of uh, <laughs> doing stuff, and um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see you in New Year's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think that we'll we'll be in a good cadence. I, I won't make promises <laughs> just in case life events happen, but. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed catching up and hopefully the listeners uh, you've enjoyed getting briefed because now we can just talk about current stuff. Um, yeah, I got that. And by that, I mean anime from the 80s. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, at least, I mean, we can we can set this as a checkpoint. And now, yep. uh, yeah, because, you know, when you start getting behind on something, you just procrastinate more. And then the mm-hmm. more it gets behind, the more you don't want to deal with it. So this is kind of difficult to get back into the swing of things, but I think we can, we can now like finally submit that assignment and then, <laughs> and then uh, like start afresh. Absolutely. Uh, well, I guess that's it. Any parting words? No, I, this has been great. Thanks everybody for listening. 
uh, you can find us online at www.anniebroscreative.com. You can get directly to the podcast by going to anniebros.com. Anniebrospodcast.com. Anniebrospodcast.com. So I said. Uh, <laughs> oh, probably don't go to anniebros.com. I'm not sure where that goes. So. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Probably someone camping on it. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter at anniebroscreative. Um, yeah. We tweets when there's new episodes so there hasn't been a tweet in a while but <laughs> yeah um you can follow me for uh non-anime related stuff because i rarely tweet about anime these days um at sakoku underscore otaku on twitter uh if you want to look at my retweets of random stuff that i find <laughs> that i am like yeah i like that enough to do something about it aka push one button you can go to at Levenbov <laughs> and read all that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. You've been, uh, I like. I I have my notifications set on set to like tell me when you when you tweet <laughs> or do stuff, and so it's always like A plus retweets. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad they're A plus. Yeah. I really only yeah. try to be like as selective as possible with my retweets. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this one, I really strongly like this one. So done uh (laughs) yeah you can get to our podcast on spotify so tell all your friends spotify is a place you can go um i don't know which kind of old people uh are still using rss uh but i do and i always think that's what people do yeah but i think maybe that's not the case (laughs) i i was so funny i was uh i mentioned this might have been off mic, but I talked about. Uh, I told you that I've been listening to a lot of um, Behind the Bastards, uh, a podcast by Robert Evans on on iHeart, um, and they they ended a recent episode with a rant about how people keep complaining about audio issues, and they're like, "It's Spotify, it's not us." Uh, I just and he was he made this observation that like, I just who why aren't people just using RSS to get to podcasts? What the hell's going on? Um, and I was like. Did Laven pay him to write this so I would hear it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have, I mean, RSS is the main way yeah. you should listen to this podcast. But I mean, I guess people don't do that. Yeah. I stream it from the website usually. Uh, when that's I probably what people do. Go back and listen. But that also yeah. seems what kids don't do. Because I don't think kids use right. desktop computers or laptops. Kids are always on their phone. I Yeah, I don't. Oh, there's a million different podcast apps. I use Spotify almost exclusively for podcasts. Um, I've switched largely to to YouTube music, which I don't feel great about because I recently saw what it takes for artists to make money off of that, and it's like substantially worse than Spotify. Yeah, you don't need to be paying YouTube Spotify any money. Spotify is not good. They don't need any money. Yeah. They take I, uh, all they need from everyone. So I think I should just start buying albums on Bandcamp. I think that's where I need to oh, go. Oh, yeah, that's the best way. That's, the, yeah. that's literally the best yeah. way. Yeah um so yeah rss <laughs> it's yeah. not dead i guess i mean i know it's not dead because i see the metrics and you know all, nice. all of our 200 or whatever people who listen to the show we're gonna scare the crap out of some people by coming back from the grave yeah, they're with like, this one. they're this? gonna be like ah i I, <laughs> sw- I swear okay i'm gonna i'm gonna mark it right now i'm gonna look uh we have 261 people subscribe to the feed and nice. for some kind of weird phenomena, I don't know why this is. I don't know how this happens. But when I post an episode, the number dips down. 
<laughs> this has happened from the beginning of Annie Bros for like so almost that's interesting like you know almost 10 years now yeah <laughs> like it just it just takes a big dive whenever I post an episode and it's like what's going on I wonder if it recalibrates and then just slowly ticks up or something or maybe that's people might people might remember and then clear it and then people discover us yeah I guess I don't know how yeah. what happens or like I've, I've had theories I don't know don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, two sixty one. I'm gonna see what it is. I'm gonna remind me next time we record, and then I'll we'll look at it again. Okay, I will. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Well, bye everyone. We'll be back soon. Bye everybody. See you later, Space Cowboys. I'm going to the store to buy cigarettes. We <laughs> 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 are back. ゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲゲ